What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. I am Jack Allen. First, go follow me at Kojak Podcast. And that's, I always redo the intro anyway. So that's enough. That's enough. So we got a great, great show tonight. So excited. So first, let me introduce our, 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 our guest, the first guest that's here, who's punctual on time. He's got, and first of all, let me just say this about this guy. This, this is Chris Graves. So go follow him if you're not. And I'll put his handle in the show notes. This man is the, has links to everything. I wouldn't be surprised if the CIA, the intelligence agencies just hack his computer to see, to learn about a topic they might be interested in. So Chris, <laughs> thank you. Welcome. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, it's an honor to be here with you, Jack. Uh, I, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I love it. So, and I mean that Chris, you are, so do you organ, like, do you have this all organized on your computer? Cause guys, he literally like any topic, he'll have 30 articles from all different times. Like, you know, or recent old like what how do you what do you what's on your had you organized it or what absolutely not nope nope that's all just in my head and then i uh <clears throat> what i do is uh, i'm able to well first of all i started um doing research for uh my my good friend uh john l jeffries okay and i went from there uh i started finding like uh really obscure guests for his different various shows and everything and the contact information and things like that and i don't know i just uh just really intrigued when it comes to uh the shadowy world of conspiracies wow so that's how you got your start and your starting research you was helping and don if you guys haven't read his book he's been on the show he's amazing so go go get his books but so that's how you got started he, you were helping him with with research for his books i'm guessing yeah, well, at first, uh, when the uh, pandemic started, uh, you know, with the lockdown, he started writing a book on the pandemic, uh, mm -hmm. which actually he just recently uh, picked back up again. Uh, now that we have like 2021 is over and done with with the vaccine, yeah. uh, with the vaccine <laughs> stuff, you know, he kind of had to put it on hold there because we didn't yeah. know what the ending was for this thing. And he still might have to put it down again. But I started uh, finding all kinds of uh, re uh, articles from like all over the world that people in America wouldn't necessarily be privy to. And I'm not a computer uh, genius either. I, I, I just seem to have like, uh, I don't want to say maybe a talent or something just to be able to find you definitely have a talent. Yes. Find things that are memory holds that are not yes. supposed to exist anymore. You know, I'm able to just pull up different things. So, dude, you should like run a, a, a show on like how to search for these art. Do you just because I'm guessing you don't use Google, right? No, and I hardly ever. I mean, with the algorithms and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, uh, I, I'm afraid, actually, if I, if I did something like that, that might, I don't know, that might destroy the whole thing because then there's ways to, you know, stop, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not a computer hacker. I, I can barely <laughs> open my email and like look for porn. You know I mean? That's about it. You know, so I'm not like a genius or anything. I just, uh, for some reason, I'm able to use different uh, keywords and then, you know, play around with the search and, you know, I'm able to find things that are hidden behind other stuff and, you know, stuff that they, was thought to be long, long, like whitewashed. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It's definitely a talent, Chris. You're, you're like, it's amazing the stuff you send me. But so today's show. So Chris, he, he's, he's in our little circle. That's how I met Chris through Twitter. And, um, but obviously, I don't know about everyone else's wives or, or female counterparts, or maybe yourself. Maybe you like serial killers and you're a man, and that's okay too. But 
my wife has been watching binge Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, new Netflix show. She loves it. She loves serial killers. I have told her just read this book or listen to my shows that I did on this book. You will love it. She, she bucks the system. So Chris and I were talking and I thought, why don't we do an essence with all this hubbub about serial killers? Why don't we tell the real story of what these people go are going and uh, Chris, did you watch the the Dahmer show by chance or no? Uh, I try. Uh, I try to stay away from because uh, usually, usually if it's a Hollywood thing, um, yeah. you're not getting even like thirty percent of what the actual story is. And uh, in general, like I am a huge fan of horror movies and slasher movies, right? Mostly because yeah. of the special effects and everything, like Freddy Krueger, Jason, all that stuff. But when it comes to the real life stuff. Uh, it makes me sick to my stomach. So I'm not like one of these glorified, you know, people that glorify the real deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did see the Ted Bundy one though. And that only because James Hetfield from Metallica plays the patrol officer that arrests Ted Bundy at first. So that's is the that only reason one? I saw that one. Is is that the Ted Bundy one with the good looking guy? What's his name? Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah. Zach Efron. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was okay. But even that didn't really get the, you know, the whole story. And and the thing that we're talking about with Dave McGowan program to kill. Yeah. It's definite different take than I had ever heard of when it comes to serial killers. Absolutely. That, I mean, and we, we talk, but Dave, McG I mean, the world misses, the world needs Dave McGowan again. Um, yeah. he, so guys, if you haven't read any of his books, you need to any one, I think he has four or five, right, Chris? He has about five, I believe. Yeah. 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 Program to kill. Weird, yeah. Weird scenes inside the canyon. Mm -hmm. The first one was uh, understanding the F word. Yep. And uh, there's another one that's escaping my mind right now. But I think but yeah, the moon dog. Man, well, that was a series of uh, that was going to be a book at one point. Um, okay. It's kind of like how weird scenes started out as like a series of articles on his website, Center for Center for an Informed America, CIA. Because that yeah. was the uh, yes. yeah. that he had, but that if anyone's on the fence with the moon landing, and I was never really a moon landing guy, I I couldn't take it or leave it. But yeah. it had me really guessing, and, and the way he wrote it was probably the funniest thing he's ever written. Just how preposterous he he points out like the whole thing with pictures from NASA's actual pictures of like, yeah. you know, I loved it. But <laughs> so I'm a fanboy, you know, and he same uh, dude, same. Yeah, that's all right. He, he deserves it. He was the very, in my opinion, he was the first 9-11 truther on 9-12. He had the, pretty much the whole story broken down, and that's on his website, too, from September I got a deep, I, I love his his website. I've checked, I think, because Wes in the chat sent me uh, his web. I don't think I ever, like, looked at it before, and I it loved how great. he went into the um, the Abe Lincoln assassination. And I found that. That was the last thing. The last thing he was working on. And his brother, his brother Craig, who may be listening, I'm not sure. I mentioned it to him, but he uh, he told me that Dave had a few more chapters uh, that are more uh, articles that were not put on the website yet, and unfortunately, someone wiped the uh, the laptop. So oh, what imagine that, dude! I'm yeah. sure totally by accident. No one, you know, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Not only that, they encrypted it so you could never. Mm. Well, that's data. normal. That doesn't that happen after exactly. everyone dies automatically. Your that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. It's the problem I have all the time. <laughs> but, and so, <laughs> I, I just wanted to. There was a few facts from my notes that I wanted to, that I missed a few times since I did the show. But oh, please, so, yeah, I like oh, to yeah. know what you know about them. 
But so the the big things I found were well, a few interesting things that um, 90% of teen prison populations are victims of child abuse. And we'll get into that. And then also from 63 to 1988, child abuse cases rose from 150,000 to 2 million. So something happened around this late or this mid fifties time frame in America, something changed. And that's why I think a lot of the old, like the boomer people say like, well, we kept all our doors unlocked because something happened like in the consciousness of the country. And I don't know. I don't know what JFK. What'd you say? I guarantee, I guarantee it. JFK assassination. Ooh, that's the a end good, of the innocence. Yes. That was the first trauma based uh, mind control. Uh, and Dave actually wrote about that too. Tell can you, can you elaborate on that please? Well, it's like when basically it's a way to control the masses by scaring the, the hell out of them and, you know, kind of taking hope away. And a lot of people would say from back in the day that America lost its innocence when John Kennedy's head exploded in broad daylight on a Dallas street in, you know, and you know I mean, I mean, if you can kill the president of the United States, right. You can kill anybody. And, right. It truly was the end of like, uh, you know, the Camelot and this whole thing where there was a lot of hope in the country. And after that, we just had war after war after war. And that's a great. Yeah. And so I've always heard the killing of the king ritual. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm not obsessed with the JFK is like the only conspiracy that I just it's been done so much that like I just don't, you know, yeah. but I've seen I've heard that theory. And that's an interesting point that. Was that like a, a, was it actually a ritual to change the context? That's what Dave went into. He, Dave actually wrote that a lot of people go, well, why did he get killed in Dallas? And they never point out this, that it most likely was, was meant to um, basically, like I said, put everyone down in the country, just to get them yeah. to just have, lose hope, like the end of the innocence. And I think that's a big part of it. And, and things like trauma-based mind control, they continued on with things like Columbine, yeah. Oklahoma City, yeah. 9-11, and on right. and on and on. Odd man, what is up, dude? Thanks for popping in on us. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Well, we're always welcome, odd man. So we were, we just like, we haven't been talking about, we we're just talking obviously about JFK. And, and so I was trying to open up, you have any, what you've read McGowan's books, right? Yeah, I've read uh, "Program to Kill" and the, um, you know, the weird scenes inside the canyon. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read the uh, the uh, one about fascism. I've, yeah, same. understanding the f word. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's great though. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. We were just talking though about the change of and what is. I I don't know how much you've looked up the JFK assassination, but do you have? I we were just I, if you were listening, we were just talking about how something like because I was saying how abduction rates went from like a hundred thousand kids to over 2 million kids in this time, everything changed. And yeah. Chris attributed that to possibly JFK. Do you have any, any thoughts on that? You know, I've never really delved into that because, you know, it was, it's such um, it, it's been talked about so much that when I got into conspiracies, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave that one to people who were, you know, better at researching yeah. than I am. Cause I didn't even know where to start. So you know, I have theories, but I really don't have a lot uh, of information about the JFK uh, assassination, to, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I sound the same way as you. It's like I, I leave that to people like Don Jeffries, who lived. In oh, Florida. yeah. He's the be all end all. Yeah. And he gets a lot of crap from the JFK uh, research community. 
They, really? he, he's yeah, and there's I can't understand why, and he doesn't either. Like he's written books now, and a lot of these people, you know, they did. I guess maybe we could attribute it to that, where maybe there's a little bit of jealousy or something, because mm. you know these people kind of you know armchair uh, you know, researchers and things right. like that, but they didn't treat him very kindly. But when it comes to JFK and myself. I, I look into the aspects of it that other people don't really uh, focus on. Like, I, I look in, like, there were puddles of blood all over Dealey Plaza, which points to the possibility that other people were shot while yeah. JFK was shot. And I also go into the other vi uh, films that were po most likely uh, capturing the event, even one from a helicopter from above that people don't talk about. I've never, and, yeah, I've never that heard whole that. op that, and I consider that an op. I, that whole op had to be documented for, you know, obviously for whoever you know had to do the cleanup afterwards, right. and for training right. purposes for future ops. Like, it goes pretty deep. But I look into the stuff that the other people they don't usually want to touch because there's not a lot of concrete information yeah. on it. But I never heard of those other tapes. That's that's fascinating. But so back to our, our, I know <laughs> I, I, I caught Chris to go on JFK, but so we're talking about, obviously the serial killer show just came out and I, I didn't know where to really start, but just for anybody, I I've started this way every time I talk about serial killers, but um, we, <laughs> I'm sure Oddman and Chris both agree that a lot of these people, they are patsies. I'm sure they did many murders, but were they by themselves? I don't know. But we, I am under this. I think that these people are MK ultra to wazoo and the reason why the the all these serial killers have the same exact background their, their mom was probably a prostitute or at least a drug addict they were abused in some way shape or form um a lot of times they were cross-dressed like their parents as a child would put them in dresses even though they were men and so they the cia took these brains that were trauma and they knew they could block off and create a new personality and uh yeah do you think, Chris, I, I don't know if you have anything to add on that, and then we'll get into like people. I think you're spot on with that, you know. Um, yeah, the MK Ultra aspect, and then you got like the Phoenix uh, operation in Vietnam, and that created a lot of uh, serial killers uh, that when they came back from Vietnam. Can you just elaborate on that? Well, the Phoenix program was a CIA program that basically had our soldiers or select soldiers. Um, basically murder, rape, torture, um, you name it, a whole bunch of uh, Vietnamese and, uh, you know, Cambodian people, like all kinds of different uh, people during the time of the Vietnam War. And it was kind of a part of the um, School of Americas. I don't know if you guys heard of that, where it's basically to train assassins and things like that. And Henry Kissinger was like behind it and Things like that. Yeah. Operation Phoenix was like the worst of the worst. And believe it or not, Richard Ramirez's uh, uncle actually participated in that. And would, when he came home, he would tell his nephew, uh, Richard Ramirez, all about, the, you know, all the uh, gory details about cutting off ears and, and yeah. leaving bodies behind and weird, you know, morbid poses and things. You know, really, you know, really sick stuff. And it got... Richard Ramirez fascinated. So pretty much I'll, I'll say this a lot of the time, the cult aspect gets dropped from the official narrative with these serial killers, because there's evidence that Ted Bundy, um, John Wayne Gacy, even Richard Ramirez, and even Jeffrey Dahmer. There's, there's evidence that they were, they had many accomplices 
in their crimes. And uh, even like the Process Church with uh, the Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, most likely probably only killed like a few, a handful of people because there's actually witnesses that survived um, the shootings, including one, one gentleman whose name is escaping me that said that it was a woman that shot at him. But No way. Yeah, and the and the and the person that he was with did get killed. So he, so he's a survivor. So, but that though that murder of his girlfriend and the attempted murder of him got attributed to to Berkowitz, and they even did a special on that too called "The Sons of Sam." I think it was on maybe Netflix, but it's usually they're they're a part of a cult or some some kind of thing, and it has a lot to do with child molestation, human trafficking. That gets dropped because they don't want you to know those aspects of hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, do you have any, say, oh, go ahead. Yo, so, shut up your thought. No, just one last thing. Um, I think it, it's very plausible that with the serial killer phenomenon, it was a, like a social engineering kind of how Dave goes Ooh. into with weird scenes inside the Canyon. He goes into the idea that the anti-war movement of the 1960s was brought down by, um, social engineering with this, you know, bringing out the hippies, introducing the LSD into the culture, you know, dropping out, you know, or bottoming out, whatever Timothy Leary had, you know, he's famous for saying there. Basically, just peace and love, man, you know, and it kind of thwarted the uh, the anti, the real anti-war movement with like, you know, the college kids and everything, and then the college professors even. And it was in the same way, the serial killer phenomenon seems like it was a social engineering type thing to create fear and trauma like within you know to keep people scared and or and fighting with each other kind of like i was saying with what dave said about the jfk assassination being trauma-based mind control on a large scale and what a perfect way also if you were going to have political hits what better smokescreen than random serial killers that kill it that kill for no reason at all they wipe That's true. They can attribute these murders to these these individuals that are usually brainwashed, you know, and you then close the case. No more cold case. There you go. That's, a, Sorry, that's an awesome point, Chris. That's great. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, any any or what Chris said or what I was we were talking about MK Ultra and, and all that stuff. Um, one thing I, I was just thinking about the links uh, to some of these different cases, and uh, I think Chris mentioned um, the Process Church. And I know that uh, Manson had written an article for the Process Church magazine. I forget what it was called now. And it was rumors that he maybe was uh, more of a part of that whole thing than yep. you know, they wanted to say after the murders. Of course, I've read a book or I read one book by one of the members. I forget which one now. But anyway, they claim now, you know, that that was just a one off thing. But also another weird link with Charlie is. Um, you know, he went to Boys Town for a short time there in Omaha, where uh, you know Larry King uh, with Franklin, the Franklins. Yep. Yeah, so just kind of strange little uh, you know links that you find here and there. Yeah, no, I I think I saw that. I got an ad on my Twitter for Boys Town, and I commented. I said, "Did you guys ever solve any of those cases?" But I was like, "Why is this an ad on my my uh, Twitter feed?" <laughs> that is weird. That is odd. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe it might have come from searching, but I just was like, wow, I kept getting it. I was like, this is so weird. Well, so is there any, is, do you guys have any preference of which like guy we started on or um, do, do we want to start on? Oh my God. Now I'm for, 
the, the show that's going on right now. Oh my God, I forget his name. Well, right now, well, what we could do is, uh, I was sending you some of those links at the very beginning. Yeah. It was it was the weird, um, weird connections that these celebrity serial killers kind of had with the powers that be in the upper echelon of society. You know, it, like yes. in government. Let me. Um, do you remember what the first one was? Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you. Is the so you sent me one of the links of their connections or no? Yeah, he was able to. He was able <laughs> miraculously. He was able to get his uh, field trip access to the vice president's uh, office. <laughs> Dahmer was very weird. Yeah, of course. Because why not? So how old went? Do you know any more of that? Like, so he was he was still in elementary school or, or what? No, this is when it was a high school. Uh, um, field trip to uh, Washington, D.C. And somehow he picks up a phone, right? And it's also at a time when he's like a severe alcoholic, appear- apparently, according to, you know, his classmates. And okay. he somehow was able to finagle a, uh, that's the right word, he's able to get access to uh, like a tour to the Vice President Mondale's uh, office. I don't know anyone else that can just, you know, have that kind of magic powers, even with my, my persuasion and my... <laughs> Ability to find weird articles like I can't I can't do that no and I now I think I remember Dave brought that up which is that, yes. that's insane like why is this well I I don't I know so little but maybe one of you wants to jump in like with political connection with like uh Bundy right yes you want to so lead us off another one odd man, I'll to, uh, odd man I'll, I'm sorry I'm like talking for everybody you have it no man I I really don't um you know, the only thing I know about the Bundy's connection was uh, what Fritz Springmeier said uh, in Thirteen Bloodlines, and that's been ages since I, I read that, so I can't I can't even remember. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Chris, you you lead us. I have the one article you sent me with Bundy, and it, it's like the Secret Service one, I think. No, that's that John were... Wayne Gacy. Oh, he had uh, Gacy? Secret Service credentials when he met uh, Rosalind Carter, the first lady. <laughs> this no, is after thing. he already killed dozens of uh, boys, so. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Your what, face why, what do, do the presidents just love hanging out with serial killers? Like, what's this weird? Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, when they have these unnecessary wars all the time, and all these people getting murdered for nothing, really, that's a form of being a serial killer, right? I mean, if you really look at it, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Well, but anyway, and, yeah. So, yeah. You, oh, sorry. So, Oh no! Do you guys think that these connect these serial killers, and obviously they have these high up connections, like, and the the media pumps them up? I mean, they're all they're we don't have well, I don't think we've had one in, in some time that's been like viral or whatever. But at the yes. time, they, they put these guys everywhere. Everybody knew who they were, and and it just seems like it today. You know, who, you know what just, replaced them? Yeah, what what replaced them? Yeah, well, here's the thing. People like Bill Cooper, right? The late Bill Cooper. He wrote about this, that um, the the school shooter or the spree shooter phenomenon Mm -hmm. took the place of the serial killer phenomenon. And we haven't had a a celebrity serial killer in how long? We don't have one now. It's all random spree shooters. That's very good. There's a lot of evidence that that phenomenon was engineered as well. I would totally agree with that. So how did you, so you think Phoenix, cause I did a show on Phoenix and it, it was a, it's a tough like operation to describe to somebody if say like they don't have much back now, it's, cause you're going to say, Oh, it's this 
um, like very violent operation that they ran in Vietnam. And I went, I talked about all these people that they just, they would drop them off in the middle of nowhere. They say, good luck, kill whatever you have to, they would just. It was basically to demoralize uh, individuals to, uh, you know, make them into killers that would uh, do all kinds of disgusting, you know, things to the bodies, even, even cannibalism and things like that. Yeah. And this is for taxpayer money. Well, actually, the CIA, I mean, they have a black budget, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. But you know what I'm saying? But d- when I was trying to explain it before, like I went to public school, so you have to forgive me. Um, I would actually, I'm kind of curious, to, how would you describe the Phoenix th- uh, program? Because uh, I don't think I explained it very well. Oh, man, you, you how, what would be your definition of it? Uh, again, I'll be honest, I, I've not oh, yeah, looked sorry, into yeah, that yeah. one very much. <laughs> I know that, uh, you know, I, I think Michael Aquino was, uh, yes. he, he worked with that somewhat. And, and, you know, going back to, uh, Franklin, which I, I don't mean to, I know that's not on the subject. We're jumping or, all over. No, yeah. no, I mean, that is, that is connected. That whole well, you got, um, yes. you got, uh, both, uh, I'm blanking on the names. Now the lawyer that wrote the first book about the Franklin scandal. Can't think of his name. Uh, and he, he was, uh, he worked. Well, Nick Bryant wrote a, a good one on the Franklin scandal. Yeah, 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 but but the one before that, the uh, the one I read, of course, I the lawyer. Um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm blanking. Ted Gunderson, maybe? No, he was the FBI. <laughs> yeah, he's the FBI. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize, but yeah. he he worked on the Phoenix program with. Um, was it um, one of the CIA? The guy that went on to be a CIA director, and then they William found him. Colby. Colby, yes, yes, yes. So I yeah, just thought who, that, uh, that died in his canoe with, yeah. his, uh, with his dinner on, still uh, on the table, steaming, according to his wife. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's very strange, isn't it, that they hired him to kind of look into, I think they hired him to look at the Caradori's death and that whole thing. And then, you know, he kind of came back and said he couldn't really find, there were some strange occurrences, but he couldn't really find anything solid. And then, you know, he ends up dead not long after that. It was, yeah, um, it was weird that he told, uh, he, I think he told Ted Gunderson, he goes, you know, Ted, I hope it's Ted that he told this to, he goes, you know, some things you can't do anything about at all, no matter how disgusting. And he's talking about the child molestation stuff. He's there's some things you can't ooh. change. That's it. We have well, to just so, go with the flow. And that's another thing that Dave McGowan brings up in program to kill is like, yes, this <laughs> explosion of abuse of children like this. And I, 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 this is a fact he says, and I have not, maybe Chris, maybe you could confirm it. But so I think it was in 98, 2000, around there, the CIA or the FBI, they decide, even though they don't keep track of any missing kids that, you know, we don't need about that. They do keep track though, of all the, they compiled all the child pornography onto a CIA or FBI hard drive. Now, a little odd, right? You don't keep track of the missing kids, but you're keeping their photos. And then they exactly. made a law that you could not charge somebody with child pornography if they if it was a virtual creation of a son. And so the day that, right. that they passed that, there's a guy who has a court case and he says that the children in it are virtual. And I think he had some connections. I can't remember the whole story. Oh, is this the recent one where the guy had thousands of like uh, DVDs and things? And I, it they was gave him a slap on the book. wrist. So it could yeah. have been too, too recent, but. You're yeah. thinking of the Disney guy, right? He had worked for Disney. Um, Chris, I know he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just, uh, 
the the point of this is is like so now that it's like that law is written almost to like protect anybody that yes. gets caught that maybe could could talk could tell people what's going on because now how do you confirm well because they don't have a list of who's missing so how can i confirm that isn't this that is strange guys that they wouldn't keep those statistics but they keep like stupid statistics like uh you know how many times you know you know teenagers eat whoppers after smoking a joint or something you know <laughs> isn't it kind of weird that the missing children of america like those aren't important it is, you know, and you can kind of see a pattern too with, uh, you know, the mainstream media, how they've kind of, they almost always kind of trying to shove that, at least in the past, kind of like act like, oh, you know, it's, it's, this is being over sensationalized and, you know, they over sensationalize almost everything else, but they've kind of covered for some of these things. And I mean, you know, McGowan talks about that and it's really, uh, it's disturbing. I guess it shouldn't be surprising, but it's disturbing. Well, the FBI claims that snuff films are just an urban myth, and Dave well, uh, proves that wrong. Yeah, and in, in, mm -hmm. in 1990, child uh, pornography was already a three billion dollar a year industry. Actually, the largest segment of the movie making in the United States. That yep. literally grossed Disney two times over Disney grossed in 1990, and um, unbelievable. And they and they often use Disney to make discreet packaging. That's the ironic thing that they put these child snuff films in a Disney, like they'll have a Disney cover over the it. The old clamshell video thing, yeah. <laughs> they is would. That, what, what is Sick. the clamshell? As a community bank, Cape Cod 5 works every day to support the financial wellness of individuals, families, and businesses in our communities. To help you reach your savings goals, Cape Cod 5 offers a wide range of account options with highly competitive rates, including a new high-yield savings account, so your savings grows faster. Plus, you'll never be charged an overdraft fee on any account. That's how Cape Cod 5 is leading the way. Reach out to us today. Online at CapeCod5.com. Member FDIC. Choose from two spectacular offers during Bernie and Phil's Veterans Day event. Save up to 20% off your qualifying furniture purchase. Plus, get 0% interest for one year. Or get 0% financing up to 60 months with no minimum required. Special order from hundreds of fabrics and have delivered to your home in as little as 30 days. With our great selection and next day local delivery on in-stock items, we make furniture shopping easy at Bernie and Phil's. Clamshell, do you remember? Okay, I'm I'm an old fart. Um, back in like the 80s and 90s when we had VHS tapes, that's what they would call the clamshell, like the uh, the video, ah, like okay. the, the video box yeah, that you would right. put the videotape in. Yeah, that was clamshell. Yeah. I never More you know, way. NBC. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and all and along with this this rise in um, child abuse, there's this been this huge sexualization of children and. I, I know we're going to keep saying in McGowan's book. So I apologize to everyone listening that I'm going to be saying this and odd man and Chris, but McGowan. Well, he, talks, did write, he wrote a series of articles uh, called the Pedo pedophocracy or whatever. And yeah, that was yeah. basically exposing the worldwide uh, pedophilia, you know, epidemic that no yeah. one would talk about. No. And, and not even, it, he like brought up this, how but and a lot we'll get into that too but just like the the culture around this like the sexualization of children and in yeah. the book he brings up this guy greg dark who was um he would make dark themed occult porno films he music um, videos yeah. yeah he made britney spears music videos mandy moore the 
Leslie Carter, Backstreet Boys. I don't know. But anyway, he was that guy was raised by a Satanist, of course, who loved Crowley, loved back, Black Magic. And then eventually he said he even had a quote like um, that, or Brittany said she would walk around naked or everyone walk around naked around her house at 13. We were earthy yeah. people. I mean, and just all I mean, Brit, I can still remember that music video because I was, you know, that was my when I grew up that Britney Spears with like the pigtails and stuff. And I know that wasn't the first, but that was just that seemed to be like a, a kind of like the our JFK thing after that, dude. I mean, yeah. look what porn would like the porn strangulation strangulation that and like sister stuff and pre barely teen or whatever i mean you can't tell me that that's not geared at doing something right that just tells me they ran out of you know everything to uh have fantasies about and now like the elites that they say you know they say the elites are into this uh you know kitty stuff because there's nothing else and if they had everything else already I guess that's uh, that's where they go to. They gravitate towards, you know. Yeah. Forbidden stuff. No, I'll just say though, um, you know, I I was skeptical about some of these things until I, re- I read uh, McGowan's program to kill, and then that just uh, you know it was so full of facts that uh, things it just led me to believe things are so much worse than I thought they were. <laughs> That uh, anything is possible. And, you know, I really uh, already kind of uh, was skeptical of people in power, but uh, that just reinforced everything that I'd always thought. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And just to continue, so I think we would all agree here that the CIA is behind the, the global drug market with via Operation Gladio, and now the names are changed. But even the finders, too. Yeah. And oh, that'll be great when John comes on. We'll bring up because I know only bare minimum of that. Um, but yeah. they, the, their UNICEF in 2003 said 1.2 million children went missing and it was a $10 billion a year industry. And so what the point is, the CIA, they control the drug trade. They make bill, they use these billions for their black budget, budget projects. But so what would like, why would you think any rate that, okay, they'd say drugs? Yes. Not selling children. I, I can't, I'm, I'm against that. No, no I don't want to do that. That's crazy. I, we wouldn't do that. No, that's absolutely not the case at all. And I'm not saying that everyone in the CIA is selling, stealing kids, but it's, I, well, I could, you could go ahead. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this though. Anyone listening right now, you just reminded me of something I was going to say earlier. If you look up with the keywords CIA um, agents or members, CIA workers, and child well i was gonna say you you don't want to uh, put certain words on your yeah. computer but I, I guess you could just have to say it. child pornography if you put those words together you'll see that there's all kinds of pending cases of cia workers that were Jeez. busted with uh child pornography on the cia's computers <laughs> oh, yeah. that's reassuring that's good awesome. exactly I saw like a video on Twitter of like, it was either FBI or I think it was an FBI. And he's like, he's searching this person's house and there's, he's in the little girl's room and he sniffs her underwear. I mean, these people like are just, there's, and I wonder what comes first. Like, do you, are you, you're mentally deranged. So the CIA or the FBI hires you, which is totally possible. It's what they did in Phoenix. They look for certain characteristics that made you kind of insane. They're like, oh, this is a guy that'll, he'll take action. Um, or does it come after you get in the club 
you you have all this power. They say, yo, why why don't you come look at this? Why don't you try I think this? It's both me? the blackmail it's situation. It's blackmail and like with Epstein and things, blackmail and what you first said. I think it's a, a mix of both. I mean, I think they think? actually. Oh, I, I think that's the whole idea is when you. Uh, it's kind of like the vampire thing. Uh, you know, when you do something like that to a kid, chances are they're gonna. You know, there's a very good chances, unfortunately, that they're gonna repeat this same stuff when they're they're adults. You know, very true, very true. What do you think, God man? What comes first? Well, you know, it's a great question. I, you know, you have to be. It's almost, it's like inhuman to hurt a child in that way, you know, and uh, it's unfathomable for most people. Um, it's just hard to, to, to know, man. I mean, um, you know, it, 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 it's like Chris said, it's the taboo of all taboos, I imagine, besides hmm. killing someone. And sometimes they do do that as well. Um, and if you're sadistic enough, I suppose that that is a draw to you. Um, but it's just, it's, it's almost, you know, out of my realm of even being able to process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just continue with the government. I mean, we, we briefly brought up Aquino, but just some of these, and we can go over them, but, uh, what was, well, was, Dave, uh, Dave had a famous, uh, he, Dave, Dave, I just want to say this real quick. Oh, uh, um, too. Dave had a famous battle with it, Michael Aquino on, uh, Called a dialogue with the devil that I sent you, Jack. Remember last week? Oh my yes! He, oh and my he god! He confronted him on the Presidio, the Presidio molestation yeah. uh, accusations. Yeah. So that was well, so, all I wanted to say. No, that's because that's why I went. So I was going to bring up Presidio, and for people, it was just a, it was a, a child development center run by the U.S. Army. Abuse started in '86. Sixty victims came forward. I think some of the they played the kids were saying they were playing game like poo poo baseball and these horrible heart five of the children contact contracted chlamydia. The FBI yep. never interviewed victims, even after doctors conform confirm this abuse. Um, they yep. they I think here Abe can do better. What did they find in Aquino's house when they ran when they ran in? Well, I know they uh, there were a couple at least a couple of kids who identified his house and going to his house and they were able to identify things inside the house. And they said, uh, it was Mikey and his, his wife's name's Lilith or that's, you know, supposedly her name. Right. But they had some like uh, pet name for her. It wasn't Lilith, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was, uh, in good with, um, so many people that, uh, he managed to get out scot-free and not, you know, do any time, and not have any charges. Uh, so didn't he have like a soundproof room in his house? They, yeah, I, there was a, a room that they said was soundproof, you know, they, black. yeah. Yeah. And of course he wrote a whole book trying to refute that. I, I never read it, but, um, you know, it's, and I had read a little bit of, uh, McGowan's, uh, they're, they're back and forth there. It's really interesting. Wow. Dave took it off his website after uh, under protest because his family because they started getting death threats and uh, oh man wow really so for his daughters and his mother um, he took it down and there's only there's really only a, one place now uh, that it really survives and it's on this website called the Whale it's like out of Canada and that was the link that I sent you and actually i just interviewed robert sterling of uh, the website the conformist from back in the, the 90s and that's actually the website that dave wrote the 
wrote all that stuff about and sent to, you know, that's where it was first in conformist.com. So that's amazing, man. Ugh. But all this, all this ties in because like with the child molest, I know it's a serial killer thing, but it all ties in because when you do, when that gets uh, introduced, that's a part of, you know, kind of a part with the MK ultra thing where the, the trauma will split the person, you know, a person's personality into something else. And it all ties in. Yeah. Michael Aquino wrote a a book on uh, Psy Psy warfare, I believe. Yeah. Psychological warfare. And, uh, yeah, he was a character, uh, and he just died recently too, uh, in the last year or so. Oh, and, really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that he just died recently. That's funny. He was a Satanist too, and he was uh, very high up in the military. He was yes. a colonel. And yep. this doesn't happen. And so we're, we're just just like Chris said, we're, we're all getting, over we're, the place. There's, this goes everywhere. Yeah. Yes, but we're setting up this year. We're about to get into those. I, I'm ready for on those notes. But I wanted to think. I wanted to ask you and I'm Chris, but Chris. Do you think what's the connection in your mind between intelligence agencies and this secret society, Gnostic, Satanism, Luciferianism? I mean, it's been going on since John D and Edward Kelly. And then that was like what the 1600s, they were spies. They were, you know, they created the Enochian or transcribed the Enochian language. So what, what is this connection between spies and like devil worship? Well, I, I think that whether or not you know some of the members of the military intelligence community, whether or not they actually buy into it or not, is one thing. But they use that to usually inf- infiltrate you know certain groups. Even uh, when you go up to like the you know crosses over with the white power thing, like with you know Tim McVeigh in Oklahoma City, like their mo is to you know find the the type of person or the type of personality that they'll be able to, you know, that will be able to do their bidding for whatever the, you know, the cause or the operation is. But when you say like, you know, when it goes back to like the 1600s, I think whoever is really running the show that will never know the names of. Yeah. Right. Those people and whatever their bloodline is, whether I don't even know if it's like the Royal bloodline or, or any, I don't think we even have a clue to who these people are. And I say people very loosely because the things they do is not very human, but and I'm not talking like David, Ike, like lizard stuff either, which I'm not going to poo poo either. Cause I don't know. Yeah. But I'll say this. They, it's a good cover. You know, um, there's a, you know, there's a lot like with the Columbine and things, trench coat mafia, they supposedly were Satanists, you know, um, they're able to, and they, there was definitely a lot of circumstantial evidence that they were, you know, you know, visited by, you know, intelligent types, especially in that area of Colorado where Lockheed okay. Martin is and everything. Well, that's a whole other thing. I didn't even but think about that. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. That's, uh, some people even uh, have suggested that Littleton, Colorado, where Columbine happened, is an example of one of these things, you know, when they say there's a safe house, you know, that term for CIA agents, right? Yes. Well, there's, there's the idea that there's safe communities where these agents go to retire so they can keep an eye on one another. So they're because of their dealings throughout their lives, you know, they don't know who they might be talking to still in their retirement. But that's a different thing. Anyway, no, Columbine is fascinating. I could look into a lot, but uh, yeah, no, there's uh, to, to answer your question, the CIA likes to 
uh, well, not just them, but even the other alphabet agencies that we don't even know exist. <laughs> but there's some evidence to show that something. Um, they like to use these shadowy groups and everything. And and the late Bill Cooper, he goes into a lot of, you know, secret society type stuff. But to be honest, like that is not as interesting to me. So I can't really yeah. speak with any kind of authority no, on it. But I like that answer. Green, you know what I, mean? I think that was, I, I like that the per, there's a certain personality type. Ah, oh, man, do you have, I'm sure I've well, asked you this before because I, I lay awake at night thinking like, <laughs> why are these two connected? But, but yeah. Well, let me just say quickly, because, uh, you know, Chris had mentioned Columbine and of course the CIA. So I just did a show on Skull and Bones. And of course, Yale is there near where uh, Sandy Hook happened. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is a statue of Nathan Hill at Yale, who's like lauded as the first spy. He probably wasn't the very first spy, but he, oh, okay. he worked under Washington and he died in, you know, working for the country supposedly so they have a, a statue of him because he went to yale okay. and then they have a replica of that statue at the cia headquarters and that is of course the place where skull and bones was created and all the others and also that is the college where um edward mandel house went and he was the guy who's basically ran the <laughs> wilson administration right. he was a, he was a freemason he yeah. worked with the grand orient he was like a a key uh, figure in trying to create the uh, League of Nations and uh, one of the founding members of the Council on Foreign Relations. So it's just really interesting how all that's connected, you know, with the, the intelligence and the occult, yeah. and, you know, the secret he's, societies. He's, he's actually uh, he's attached to the uh, find the uh, beginning of the Finders too. I found out. That oh was, wow! Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Sorry, because, I didn't uh, mean to cut you off when I figured no, out no. a real good one that I found. Yeah. I just think that's funny as we were talking about the uh, shooters earlier, you know, at, well, and just talking about Columbine too, but then you have, um, you know, there at Sandy Hook, all that happened right there where all that CIA and, and skull and bones and Edward Mandel house history is right there. So, yeah. Interesting. So what I do meant you think? to say that too, Jack, I, I meant to say that earlier that the powers that be that we will never know their names. A lot of them, are probably associated with this, the Yale and the skull and bones. That's what I mm. meant to say earlier. So I'm glad Oddman brought that up. I, yeah. I like I, that. That is, yeah, I would agree with that. So, I mean, do you think it's a, it's just a, a partnership that goes back or what, what, what do you think ties these two, like kind of opposing. Curiosity stream is the streaming service for people who want to know more. And now check out curiosity's new series, Queens of ancient Egypt. When pharaohs held the throne, their wives held the power. We see her taking precedence over the pharaoh, an absolute mastermind. All hail the queens. This is unprecedented. Watch Queens of Ancient Egypt now on Curiosity Stream with monthly, annual, and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. As a community bank, Cape Cod 5 works every day to support the financial wellness of individuals, families, and businesses in our communities. To help you reach your savings goals, Cape Cod 5 offers a wide range of account options with highly competitive rates, including a new high-yield savings account, so your savings grows faster. Plus, you'll never be charged an overdraft fee on any account. That's how Cape Cod 5 is leading the way. Open an account online today at capecod5.com. Member FDIC. Probably people that join them. I don't know. I don't know. These, these things that don't look like they should, they're not peanut butter and jelly, but they are. 
<laughs> like like with the occult and, and the intelligence. Yes, yes. I think the um, well, you know, you have the secret element to it, the secretive element to both, and like in, in the uh, kind of hidden tier of things, uh, you know, and societies within societies and all that. So it's kind of like uh, more alike than you know one would think, I suppose. Um, and, you know, like with the Illuminati, they would have, I think I mentioned this to you, Jack, the other day, but they were so secretive. They had such a, a great structure for spying because they taught their guys, you have to spy on other people, not just uh, other initiates, but people of power and influence and write everything down in great detail. And so I think that all this just kind of goes hand in hand. I like that answer. Those are two great answers, you guys. I'll get a better well, night's sleep. Well, well, Jack, can I just add one, no, one of other thing? Of course you can, dude. Just jump Sorry. in. <laughs> i got a thousand things like, going through my I head. I love it. Say As Audrey was speaking, he's reminding me of all, all these things. <laughs> I, I started doing a podcast a couple months ago, and the very first episode, I reluctantly, because I was actually kind of scared for her her safety for a long time, but she, after this Texas shooting happened, she was like, all right, enough's enough. And it was my friend, Jen Small Thompson from Columbine. And that was my first episode was with her. And then I had, I was able to have Don Jeffries uh, bring her on to, I protest his show. So she saw, uh, she saw an adult shooter that looked like he was in the military. So that just reminded me that, yeah, this military intelligence and these terrorism things and the uh, Satanism attributed to trench coat mafia kids that were basically just playing video games and, you know, getting stoned and, and being coerced. Into yeah, absolutely. These types of things. So it's all connected, Jack. I don't know. Absolutely. A hundred percent, dude. Well, so we'll jump, we'll start with, and we can bounce around between killers or whatever, but I just have my notes up for, uh, the, ch the chapter is something it's Henry Lee Lucas. And so real quick for you guys wow. about Henry Lee Lucas, he's one of the most prolific serial killers and he was scheduled for execution in the state of Texas and uh, George W. Bush was governor. So things are, are not looking good. You guys wouldn't think George Bush would, he doesn't have a heart of gold. He's not saying, all right, give him a second chance. And, but you know, he had not. And at that point, George had not granted clemency to any con condemned man his entire time in office. He actually carried out more executions than any yep. governor in the history of Texas. And Henry Lee Lucas's crimes were particularly brutal, rape, torture, mutilation, dismemberment, cannibalism. And uh, they inflated his numbers. They said three to 600 people he killed. But yep. re regardless, 12 days before his execution, what happened? Bush made a special request and they, the, they gave him a pardon they were all his appointees. He commuted his sentence from yes. uh, from the death penalty to uh, life in prison. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's just a little he, bit. So he actually he, he actually sent a mentally handicapped person who most likely was innocent to the chair, and he sent an an elderly woman who killed her husband out of self defense because he beat her over and over again for a long time. He sent her to the the chair. But Henry Lee Lucas, who there's actually some circumstantial evidence that they may have known each other back in the 80s in uh, a cult in Texas, and that George W. Bush may, and this is this is uh, not me saying it, but may have actually killed people himself back then before he became, quote unquote, born again. Well, and also Lucas, before he had at his parole board meeting. They, he's, they said, are you, could you be good to re return to society? So I think, Chris, I think they let, 
they, they, they pardoned him. I don't think they just, he didn't get life in prison yet. This was the first time this is in 19, um, 70. I don't know when, cause so he get cause after they Bush pardons them. So it has to be later than 70. That's when he gets, I'm all, well, yeah, cause Bush was a uh, governor in the nineties of uh, Texas. So yeah. So I think in 98, Henry Lee Lucas, he was ex- ex- scheduled for execution. And so then, but maybe this, okay, I'm messing this. Cause that was a then. huge, that was a huge thing. And during the debates of the Gore Bush uh, election was yeah. his okay. death penalty uh, rates. Right now I got it. So it was the first arrest. So in 1970 around there, he gets arrested for murder and the, he goes to the parole board after he's supposed to do 20 to 40. He's, he's only at 10. He, the yeah. parole board says, Could, should we give you parole? And he says, if you let me out, I will surely kill again. They let, they let him out. Yeah, and they've done it over and over. And what does that tell you, folks? Over exactly. Again. So this, and he's not like you just said, Chris. He's not the only story at all. Charlie mm-hmm. Manson. I mean, we could every single one of these uh, Dahmer. These people would be arrested. They'd be on probation. And if you've never been on probation, like for me, I had to call every single day and make sure that I checked in. So me these too. people, they don't do any. Manson lived in a goddamn compound in a bus. They don't know he kept getting released too over and over yeah. again back in the 50s, even <laughs> so over and over it. again. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, man. And you know what? A lot of the time, these serial killers are used as the fall guys. They'll, you know, these either because there's been like corrupt police officers that have obviously murdered people, and they'll use these serial killers as like to close the book on these cold cases. And Henry Lee Lucas is a good example of that where. The warden, come to find out, the warden was buddy-buddy with Henry, would give Henry the details of these cold cases, and then Henry would say, yeah, I admit to it, I did it for in return for favors in the prison. So the numbers of 600, him yeah. and Otis Toole, his cohort, right. who they said was uh, mentally handicapped himself, and then other people say that. Uh, behind the scenes he would he spoke very eloquently and was like a genius of things and it was kind of an act kind of like that movie uh i see with edward norton pretending to be you know uh what is that so, movie no oh, i can't remember it had robert de niro in yeah, it but yeah it's a great edward, movie. edward norton was like a janitor and he was pretending yeah. to be uh, handicapped and yeah. just so he could uh you know rob the place eventually i forget yeah but good movie I mean, but anyway yeah these serial yeah. killers is a good smoke screen for um political hits too because what better yeah. way of uh you know a smoke screen for you know killing your you know either witnesses to this or that or you know, just your enemies in general what better way to to use as a uh you know a random a serial killer that had no reason whatsoever other than he had a bloodlust you know yeah absolutely. Dave points that out to a bunch yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know, I, I don't know. I know I have my notes. So otherwise I would know nothing about Henry Lee Lucas, but what do you, why do you think? So the story, I'm sure you've heard this story in pro or read it. It was uh, a movie so, too. It was a movie too. God, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So Michael Rooker, Henry portrait of a serial killer. Yeah. Huh. He's the one that you, you were just saying, he's the one that led the warden on all these different, or like, the, I guess it was the warden and the, the investigators on all these different like goose chases saying he killed the, the people, usually women, I think, right? Is that the same guy? Like, 
No, he would. T- well, he would take credit for him, and he would. Uh, the warden was buddies with him, and would actually give Henry the details of the case that he wouldn't know, so he yeah. could take the fall for it in re- oh. in return for favors. And they actually went into that a little bit with the Netflix uh, thing. And they went into the Bush connection too a little bit, not Bush being a serial killer, but they went into how Bush like basically pardoned him, like uh, Jack was saying, but like commuted his sentence, saved his life when he let everyone else that most likely were innocent, go to the chair. Ah, okay, gotcha. And Henry was also connected. He was a close friend of Jim Jones with the, of the people's temple. You know, what are the odds of that? And Henry was one of, was to, we're going to set up this story along too, that he said he got trained in a paramilitary cult in the Everglades. They would instruct him on abduction, arson, killing up and close and personal. And he was even a, he, I think he went, ended up in a ranch in Juarez and yep. he, yeah. So he, these guys, all of that. And Otis tool was the same way. He said he was raised by devils. And that was Henry Lee Lucas's, as Chris said, cohort. And also just a real quick, Otis tool was also pardoned by the Florida governor at the time. Now, who would that be? Oh my God. It's Jeb Bush. What's the odds of that? That both for killing who Jack? What did you say? For killing who? What do you mean? Otis Tool tried to take credit for Adam Walsh's death. You know, uh, you know, uh, John Walsh of America's Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah, that was his son that started uh, him on a crusade and all that to uh, to find like, missing children, kidnap children, and that's why they had Adam's Law and everything. You know, put into place for kidnapping. They said that. Also, they said that another possibility, and I just I think I just sent you this link too. Jeffrey Dahmer may have actually abducted and killed uh, Adam Walsh, too. So Otis Tool gets connected right off the bat with that. And now they're saying John Walsh, John Walsh's uh, daughter, Megan, was saying that John Walsh might even be involved with uh, child trafficking. Wow. I mean, did you? I never, because I never watched America's Most Wanted, but did you ever hear that story before that Chris just said? Um, yeah, I was familiar with the death. But I don't think I'd heard that part. No, no. Wow, that's fascinating, dude. Wow. All right. So I think we we got so that was a good oh, and the last before we switch from we'll we'll bounce around again. But this was one of Henry's <laughs> quotes. They think I'm stupid, but before all this is over, everyone will know who's really stupid and we'll see who the real criminals are. And he also had a quote like, You think I'm bad, just wait till you meet the people that are above me, or something like that. So yeah. I mean, obviously this guy knows something that um, he's not flat out saying it, but all of us understand this wink, nod, elbow, what he's, what he's trying well, to get he at. Buddy, he may have been buddies with W back in the day. I mean, there, there's a little bit of evidence for that, you know? Absolutely. You know, just speaking of, uh, well, not W, I mean, he may have known him too, but his dad, HW, um, yep. was it John Hinckley? John B. Hinckley? Yes, Scott Hinckley. I was going to have dinner the next day with, with uh, Marvin Bush, I believe, after uh, the Reagan assassination attempt. Right. And what are the chances of a guy that it's close with the Bushes, <laughs> his his family member assa- tries to assassinate Ronald Reagan? It's just there's that's too much of a coincidence. Well, it's the same thing with uh, with Poppy Bush having breakfast with Osama's brother in Washington yeah, D.C. for the Carlisle Group on the morning of 9/11. Mm-hmm. Totally Those are some good odds, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
There are like, no coincidences. It's like George Shield. I know the J- JFK assassination goes way back, but it's like George Shield, right? He was mm-hmm. good buddies with George H.W. Bush and actually had his phone number in his pocket when his body was found. Um, but right before he was supposed to testify about what he knew about the JFK assassination, he's supposed to testify for the House Select Committee in 1978. Ends up blowing his brains out in his house with a shotgun. In his pocket is George Bush Sr.'s, uh, you know, phone number. And he also wrote a, a letter to George Bush asking him to help him. And this was the guy, George Jamorinshield, was the guy who got Lee Harvey Oswald right. the job at the Texas School Book Depository. And it's the yeah. same guy who was bouncing Jackie Kennedy on his knee as a little baby. And it was dating Jackie oh Kennedy. Oh, my mother. God. Those it, it happens all the time. That's all. It's you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> well, and the another Henry quote. So we Chris has alluded to this. There's a cult as and we there's a cult aspect to all these serial killers. And the it was no one wants to believe the cult story. The TV people cut it out, the writers don't write about it. And so this is because, like another guy who's not as big, uh, the railroad killer, Rafael Ramirez. This is the guy that he would walk across from Juarez del Paso on a bridge. And he turned himself in for after he he did nine murders. And weirdly, he was taken into custody weeks earlier by the FBI. Despite being on the FBI most wanted list, they released him. And between this detainment and his surrender, he killed four more people. He And so all this story doesn't make sense. This guy, he's a murderer. He left the country, uh, Mexico, which has no death penalty, to turn himself in into the death capital center of the world to america and he was in a, a a demon cult so what what like why would you does that make any rational sense if you were the super smart super elusive serial killer you're able to to murder people no one can catch you but yet you you then turn yourself into the place that you have the best chance of dying as opposed to turning into your own country i mean who what that's insane that doesn't make any sense at all unless there was a reason why he was purposely turning himself in but I don't, I don't know if anyone has anything to add on that we can get out of i don't i only know this because i, I think you're on to something there i mean this you said it the best i can't really add to that i mean yeah that makes sense you know that they just keep letting these people out because they need to use them as their tools for different things that and this was another fascinating thing that i liked in program to kill so i think it was relating to ramirez but they talk about how Juarez, which if you guys don't know, is like the drug murder capital of the world at this point. People are dying. Like they'll hang people up. Gruesome. Chainsaw murders. heads off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is gruesome, yeah. right? Like it's out of like a, a, a slasher film. It's it's horrible. Yeah. It's even but they, worse than that. Yeah. There's lots of these factories there because they Mexico wanted to uh, get industry like America was having. They said, you come on our side. We won't charge you like any taxes and you can put our people through slave labor but these these factories, they you know, over like two hundred to five hundred thousand workers, predominantly young rural women, and they would come in to get a job there because they're in the country, they have no food or whatever, and they get there and they take their photos, and it's not just a headshot, it's a full body shot, like a modeling photo, and they say yeah. they need it for their IDs, and they put all of these young girls in these huge binders, and. 
Choose from two spectacular offers during Bernie and Phil's Veterans Day event. Save up to 20% off your qualifying furniture purchase, plus get 0% interest for one year. Or get 0% financing up to 60 months with no minimum required. Special order from hundreds of fabrics and have delivered to your home in as little as 30 days. With our great selection and next-day local delivery on in-stock items, we make furniture shopping easy at Bernie and Phil's. With innate construction software, you see the bigger picture, gain complete visibility of projects, manage risk, and deliver better outcomes. Get started today at innate.com. That's I-N-E-I-G-H-T dot com. What basically would happen was these, these powerful people would come in like a catalog, look who they, they wanted to, to steal. They would make her ID not work so the door would lock so she couldn't get in. And they would kidnap her broad daylight right off the street. And they would do all these horrible things like a, like a devil cult would do. And Snuff uh, films too. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. But, but the FBI says it's just an urban myth. <laughs> and there's no missing children, apparently. Never. <laughs> or statistics. Never happens. Never yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, another, that's another link, you know, you mentioned is how the FBI questions, you know, so, some of these guys have been questioned, arrested, mm-hmm. whatnot. And, there's quite a few of the, the first person shooter uh, or the first person. Sh- there's quite a few of the shooter uh, shooters, mass shooters in the last few years. That's been the case too, you know, and uh, especially the ones that have like, um, uh, you know, a, a Muslim link turn, you know, we look around and it turns out, Oh, well, this guy was arrested and in question by the FBI or even the CIA in certain cases. Ford Hood, Ford Hood psychiatrist shooter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or Pat Patsy, because there was three shooters, and I don't think he was one of them, but yeah. That's exactly it. And that was right when the Iraq war was starting to wane, and they needed some, another Islamic-type thing to go. Yeah, 2009, I believe, yeah. Yeah. The Florida nightclub shooter, you know, he had been uh, questioned, maybe even arrested. I can't re- remember now. What? And he, he, was, um, he was in some kind of... Uh, documentary before that i forget the details on that yeah. and i you guys probably i mean i don't know what this means but if you remember um on one of hillary's uh appearances i can't it wasn't a debate it was just like one of her speaking uh, engagements mm-hmm. the dad of that shooter came and he was standing behind her and he was on camera and it was so weird because he was like just standing there with his arms crossed and he stood out because I think he had like a red cap on or something. That is so strange, weird. strange stuff. Again, and again, we're, we have another connection between these serial killers and elite politicians. That, that's just, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. Mean, Cause the dad look at that. I mean, if you look up, if you write the word frazzle drip and Hillary Clinton, uh, yeah. you, yeah. you'll, you'll come up with some uh, stuff you don't want to show your kids. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, were you, I was just going to say, uh, I just happened to remember too, that his dad, I forget where they were from. I, I think he was, was he Middle Eastern as well? The Florida nightclub shooter. It's been a while since I, I uh, think so. looked I think. into it, but his dad, his dad was a politician where they were from. Oh yeah. Really? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, dude. Well, even you got Parkland, the FBI, uh, he was on the, you know, he was, he has some connection with the FBI uh, way before Nicholas Cruz, way before the Parkland shooter. And there's actually evidence that he may not have been shooting at all because I have footage of, and unfortunately it's from, you know, Infowars. Unfortunately. <laughs> 
That's okay. No, but it was uh, it was a report in video of a a, a a girl student that said she was walking down the hall with Nicholas Cruz as shooting was going on on the other side of the building. And other people had said that there was a guy that was dressed in all like, uh, you know, combat fatigues and everything. And that guy was doing the shooting. Meanwhile, he says she she while she's walking with Nicholas Cruz, she goes, you know what? I thought, you know, you would have been more likely to uh, to carry out something like this. And and the kid was like, huh? He was like dumbfounded. But then, you know, lo and behold, he becomes the the, the designated patsy, I guess, you know. Yeah, but FBI and, connections is what I was saying. Same with Adam Lanza, supposedly was uh, visited by the FBI too. Um, and then they're in the New York Post. It was actually a New York Post article. He said at the end of the visit, because I guess he was hacking into government computers or whatever, and this was like years before Sandy Hook. And the last thing they said to his mother was. Well, you know what? He seems like he would make a good agent one day, you know, and that was no the passing re- remark in the article. So they all have some Columbine, too. I mean, there was, a, you know, the police knew about Eric Harris a long right. before. So. And so then another. So we I think we were establishing pretty solid that all these people have some insanely. The odds of this has, is is one in trillions. But another thing I'd love your guys' takes that Dave brings up constantly, and I didn't really take this much in my notes because it just got to be too much, but all yeah. these events, they always have certain key parts of this story happens on occult significant days. Like for the yeah. example that I, the one few note that I wrote down was the spring equinox was when Manson was released from prison to go to San Francisco. Um, all these murders, they, they come, they happen or release dates and stuff like that. They always happen on these very significant occult days. And I brought up this, I don't know who I was talking to, but uh, the, the, according to this author who wrote, Hitler was a British agent, the Rothschilds, they, yeah. that's how that, they, they raped Hitler's grandma or mom or whatever. And they would do this, that this, they would put on mask on occult days. They would, that was a thing these rich people did. They would scare women and rape them. And they would try and do it on certain days because with the fear and the, the, the raping and all this energy on this day, it could create whatever their goal was or whatever spell or whatever you want to call it. They were doing they feed off the this. fear, the energy. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what pretty much it. That's what, that's what it was. The idea is that they, they would feed off that energy, the fear that they would create. Huh? I never heard it. That didn't way. mean to cut you off again. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's what I've read. Before. Why I ought to. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I just found that. And so I tried to bring that up to my wife because um, she was she actually noticed something. My wife, she's not a conspiracy theorist at all. And she was so impressed with this. I got I can't I should ask her before she left for work. But the Dahmer story, he's either like he gets released on an eclipse or he like gets arrested on the day of a, a solar eclipse. And she just found that. And I didn't. But I just um it's Again, true. it's just what's the point of this? Like, why there's clearly a, a purpose for them doing these things on these certain days. And Tony Arterburn, my uh, my good friend and co-host of uh, Paratruther, he he goes into all that type of symbology and uh, what these dates are. We started doing episodes recently about certain years, like uh, that are yes. significant. And uh, you're right, a lot of this stuff, especially with the you know some of the terrorism stuff and the shootings, is usually April nineteenth or twentieth. Yes, you know, always, yeah. always that day. Always, yeah. it seems something's exactly. around. 
And in, in mid-July, too, like with JFK Jr.'s crash, and you got the Apollo anniversary, you got all these different Ooh. things, you know. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I something with that, but it, it confuses me, so I don't really Same. look into it as much as I should. But well, I, Jim Mars even brings up, and I, I like Jim, even though I don't believe all his theories, but he brings up how um, the United States space program, we like a reporter for CBS or something like that, he start he was like the space guy at CBS and he realized that there the, the NASA was only releasing rockets on certain like a certain occult days and times that's right and they yeah. said like the lie was oh well we have to do it at this time because of clouds or something like that that made zero <laughs> sense and then this guy he yeah. got fired eventually but he looked at the Soviet space program and they did the exact same thing on certain days at the exact time it was all calculated to so uh, it's just, I'm, I'm sure people, I've. Well, you got all the Masonic, the Masonic imagery with NASA too, you know, like what's yeah. that all about? You know? It's like a big, everything seems to be like a big ritual, you know? Yeah, exactly. How about you, Ah man? You think, you think we're, we're, uh, we're being too crazy? No, not at all, man. Not at all. I think these people, uh, they know exactly what they're doing and that, you know, stuff's been going back thousands probably yeah. of years. So yeah, they have a, a system in place and these dates and these times mean a lot to them and they definitely do it for, for that reason, for sure. Yeah. I, nine 11 has a lot of those too, like great the, uh, great the blood point. sacrifice stuff. And then with the numbers yes. and the, the, even the flights, like flight 11 and you got September 11th and then the twin towers look like an 11. There's like yeah. all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's good. You know, and just like thinking about the uh, like Freemasonry and, you know, going back to JFK for a second. I mean, there that is one thing I do know about the, the assassination is there's so much Masonry symbolism there because you had like a, a Masonic lodge that was right there. It's been raised now. Uh, Dealey Plaza, uh, there is a, was it John Dealey? I forget his first name. Bill but Cooper he, did an awesome presentation on Dealey Plaza and all the symbology. Is that the one you're talking about? Like I haven't heard that, but but yeah, uh, I, I've got to check that out. Oh yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Hopefully, so. Yeah. So Dealey was a Mason. He's got a lodge mate uh, named after him. Wow. There is um, the memorial. There is a is a um, obelisk. Uh, yep. There is so many things, and then now that like right down from there, there is a building that it's a pyramid. Like right down from there, a glass building with a pyramid. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah. Is it a Bass Pro Shop? Yeah, you <laughs> said McDonald's. Probably, it probably, yeah, or a Hard Rock uh, casino or something. It used to be a Pizza Hut. There's, there's more than that. I can't think of it now, but uh, I there's saw also the, the person. Yeah, there's also the theory. Uh, what was his name? James uh, Shelby Downard, the uh, King Kill Thirty Three. Yeah. So that's a really interesting. Uh, if anybody wants to read that, I'm sure it's they can find it free online. He had this whole theory of. Uh, uh, the JFK assassination, how it was a huge ritual meant to basically uh, break the spirit of the people. Yep. And you know, there's all kinds of like uh, psychological stuff to it, but it's, it's really interesting. That's actually the first thing I ever sent to you, Jack. Now that he brought that up, that uh, King, really? the King Kill 33 thing. Okay. First, yeah. first time you ever interviewed Donald Jeffries, right? Yes. I yeah. sent you a thing yeah. and it, and it, cause he had brought it up how the fact that he couldn't find that online anymore. And immediately oh. I sent it to you and him. And he's like, oh, there you go. And I was like, oh, my God. And you seemed like really impressed. And I was, but yeah, it's hard to find. Like, you know, you can find it on the Wayback Machine and things like that. Yeah. 
and so now we can i've got the note we'll we'll start going through a few more of the killers i know but i hope everyone i've been loving the show so i hope everyone else has but another point i just wanted to bring up that mcgowan brings up so all these guys they get many of them have paramilitary training in abduction kind of we went over with um uh, uh lucas but an interesting thing is so the they create the fbi had this profiling group and you know that yeah. you see everyone's seen in the tv shows like oh he's probably a small penis a blind man in one eye because he he only shoots with his right hand and they do these crazy things especially in the movies like they figure these people out and that was big in war too they try to do that to to hitler and how accurate it is i don't know but what what is odd though is that a lot there were actually the patterns of the murders aren't really patterns the news would highlight the cases that were similar like with bundy who was dark-haired women or whatever it was but really when you looked at their whole the list of all the people they supposedly killed there was no real pattern i mean another interesting thing about this was that a lot of they they always said oh they would kill them with a certain way this wasn't true at all again if you looked at all of the cases of that they're attributed to the murders most of them are killed by what what's the oh they're called weapons of opportunity and weapons of opportunities, if you come into someone's house, you're, you're planning to kill them, you grab a light post or a flashlight. So that most of their murders were weapons of opportunities or a 22 bullet to the head, which is the same skills the CIA teaches for assassination, because I think they're hardest to identify. So you can't, that's why they use the 22s. It's quiet and the bullet's so small or something. There's a reason why they use 22s. And this is, if when you look at all these cases, again, this this is norm. They're usually a 22 to the head. I mean, the amount of people that these serial killers killed with the 22 to the head is insane. It's it's all of them. So I found that fascinating that the same tactics, the defensive maneuvers that the CIA teaches these serial killers, they must have go, they must have watched the classes on YouTube and said, oh, that is a great idea. I'm going to utilize that in my life's work. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Where's their college? <laughs> Literally, but isn't that like that doesn't make it you know what are the odds of that yeah yeah it's all it's connected in my opinion yeah absolutely dude and also another thing too with the especially with the bundy thing and uh son of sam you find out that you know like you just said the patterns in the you know the type of victims and you know the the way in which they would kill their victims yeah, Bundy was all over the place, especially that what makes me think that he was part of a larger like cult type scenario mm -hmm. is the fact yeah. that he never went after kids. And one of his last victims supposedly was like a, a 12 year old girl, I think, in Florida. Wow. Like that didn't match the that it's didn't bad. match like the yeah. rest of his. Yeah. His M.O. or whatever. And Son of Sam, same thing. Like I said, one of the survivors said it was a woman that shot at him. But the media and the cops attributed to David Berkowitz. So, uh, it's so funny looking back, and that I mean the same thing. It's that's why because that's super impressive, Chris. How you brought up that? Oh, and Carl in the chat said one of the Mansons boys used a twenty-two that night. So thank you, Carl. Yep. But it's just funny, like how you said Dave, um, Dave was a this on nine twelve. He came up with a theory. Yeah, the whole so, the whole story down basically. Yeah, it's just hard to. I'm not good enough or smart enough to see, like, for example, that pipeline that got. Welcome to Hannaford. I'm hungry, Dad. I know, buddy. Look, all your favorites. Oh, yeah. 
Hannaford brand tastios, <gasps> Nature's Promise apples, <gasps> Taste of Inspiration's five cheese pizza. Yum, yum, and yum. Do we earn rewards on all these store brands? Well, sir, excellent question. Attention shoppers, earn rewards on all Hannaford store brands. Well, what do you know? I was going to say that. It's simple to save with my Hannaford rewards. In sabotage. Like yeah. I, I, I would never have the confidence in my anal, anal, analysis abilities to create uh, a theory or be brave enough to present a theory that you think is correct. But it's just that's so. No, crazy. dude, you that's not. No, no, no. Give yourself some more credit, man. You've been uh, doing this. No, I'm being serious. No, 100 percent. I'm not kiss, oh, kissing you, your butt okay. or whatever. No, no, no. I can do it myself. And and Bill Cooper was uh, famous for this, uh, like making predictions. Right. Or yeah. all you're doing is you're just from what you've learned before, you're just studying the patterns and the trends. Mm. And it's not like you have a crystal ball. It's they do the same type of things in the same ways over so many times, but the public never catches on or they don't, they have that cognitive dissonance where it's like they, it's that information is just too dangerous for them to really comprehend the full picture because then that's your whole life view of real of the whole view of reality uh comes into play and that well especially with like 9-11 and things that's such a huge event world changing event mm-hmm. like that or even the COVID thing that's why so many families are fighting with each other with the you know the idea that this could could have been you know an engineer type thing you know especially with the vaccines and everything yeah. the human brain can only take so much especially if you're working nine to five and you're stressed exactly. out and everything you come home you want a beer you watch the boob tube and you just go to bed. You know, you don't want to think of this other horrible stuff, you know? I love that, dude. My grandfather called it the boob tube. And La- <laughs> Carl also said the gun that one of the Manson's boys was once owned by Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> DC Snipers guns, uh, DC Snipers, who I actually, uh, on a side note, I think it was a 9-11 witness uh, hit team of people that saw what really Ooh. went on at Pentagon. And it wasn't just those two guys. Those two guys were definitely MK Ultra because the police chief in that case actually had uh, a key phrase he said in the media, uh, like a duck and a noose or whatever. And okay. people were like, what are you talking about? And then miraculously, they both gave themselves up like immediately after that police chief went on and said that. So what I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, their, their weapons were. Their weapons were connected somehow, I believe, later on to Sandy Hook in a way. Oh, that I, don't have, makes sense. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it just I just remember that somehow. It wouldn't surprise exactly. me. <laughs> After all these connections we've done tonight already, it wouldn't I would be like, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. So we'll do a, we'll do a little Bundy and then we'll, we'll we'll hopefully John's joining us soon. I was going to do finders with him, but we'll see if he's still listening. Just drive safe, John, and take your time. But just another example, Ted Bundy. Uh, again, he's abused by his parents. They, he called them sadistic, um, or he they said he was sadistic to animals. His mom, she changed her name, and married a Navy man who was employed at a military hospital, of course. Ted, uh, he attends Woodrow Wilson High School, my favorite president. Um, and but you, the sad part is, guys, you actually can't verify where Ted Bundy went to school because, wouldn't you know, they they just happen to lose all of those records, just of Ted's. All the other kids in the class, they have their records. But Ted Bundy... It's like NASA with the Apollo, uh, you know, the Apollo uh, information in the... the oh, yes, uh, in the moon? 
telemetry. Yeah, telemetry. I can't even practice yeah. it, but you know what I mean. I mean they they, they lost all the all the technology from back then. Yeah, a janitor came in and uh, cleaned up house. <laughs> it happens a lot, right? Yeah, seems to. <laughs> all the time, dude. All the time. I mean, how many times have we heard this story? And yet. Just, I think, like Chris said, everyone's just so tired with their nine to five. They're barely putting food on the table. They just want to relax. But I mean, the amount of times that we have heard these stories or these parts of these events that, like the passports that fell out of the plane window, just <laughs> yeah. flying the on the ground. On. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even with 9 11, I think the, the one guy, they searched his car at the Boston airport or the main airport, and he had in they he forgot or they they found his luggage. It somehow the luggage didn't make it on the plane, of course. Well, and yeah, he, that story changed the three times because uh, yeah. apparently uh, Muhammad Ada's luggage was in the airport and didn't make it onto the plane. Right. Then they found the blue uh, Nissan, I think, that was in Logan's uh, parking garage, and that had uh, flight training manuals, the uh, the Quran, yeah, yeah, Quran mm-hmm. and uh, box cutters. And had a stash of cash and all this stuff. And like why? And then come to find out, it wasn't even Muhammad Ada's car. But they still they never retracted it. And then they said that the uh, the Muhammad Ada drove up to Port Portland, Maine, and that wasn't the case either. And then they said they found in that rental car all the same duplicate items. Right. Well, he just made copies, dude. He put it. Yeah, out that's right. He right he just cut me down. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> and does back to Bundy though he he becomes a special assistant to the Republican Party chair. He even babysat this guy's kids. Uh, he was also he worked as a spy, of course, yes. um, for Dan Evans' reelection campaign, and he was gathering intelligence on the government the governor's opponents. Um, so again, we're making these connections yet again between poly- powerful politicians. Gacy did the same similar thing for the Democratic Party. Did he? I didn't know that. Yes. Yep. That's how he had. Uh, he was able to get access with the uh, Secret Service credentials when he met the First Lady, Rosalind I Carter. See, yeah. I see. Wow, man. And Dahmer got. Remember, Dahmer got a tour of the Vice President Mondale's right. office. You know? Right. Made a phone call as a teenager. What do you? I mean, literally, what are the odds that all these people have? Like, I've been to the. I've been to D.C. before. I've never been in the White House. No one's ever invited me in. But yet these guys all have some way are connected to a very powerful person. It's just, it's, it's, it's hilarious to, to, if you want to force me to believe that these are just coincidental. I was able to cut in line at the pizza hut buffet to make the salad, but you know, that was just with a little persuasion, you know, a little hey, little that's, lying, I guess. that's a victory as well, dude. Fuck going Thank to the, the, the white house. You get that pizza. <laughs> Salad, salad, salad. salad. <laughs> it's salad. I'm just trying to look for, and so the Ted Bundy case, and go read the book again if you guys want all this story, like the, this in depth analysis. But the one example that, that uh, Dave McGowan gives is that he supposedly killed these two women um, that were like 20 miles apart. But yeah. the the thing is, the the it was pouring rain. He had that that yellow bug, and he there was no way that they could get. He could have gone to both locations because they all the witnesses said well, I'm making it up. Eight fifteen p.m. and eight forty five p.m. These women were abducted. It's at least of like a 50, 45 minute drive, and it would have been even longer because it was pouring rain that night. But yet they attributed both of these murders to Bundy. Just how we were talking about Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee and, Lucas yeah. would, did not kill 600 people exactly. because it would be impossible with the time frame like you just exactly. said. Exactly. I mean, what is, that, what is that? 
a, a body a day. He didn't even have time to go to the bathroom. He was killing so much. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I don't, I, I of course don't have all my notes on Dahmer or I can't find them where I, where I put them. But that was like the whole point that I wanted to, uh, do you, well, do you have any his, good well, stuff? His mother supposedly was in like a, uh, a facility at one point, but okay. I mean, a lot of people's family members were, so I don't know if there's any significance to that, but I mean, the going to, you know, getting a, a tour just cause you, you know, of the vice president's actual office, just as a teenager out of nowhere, I don't know what that says. Maybe he did have the power of persuasion or whatever. I mean, he was able to get uh, the cops to bring his victim back to him. I mean, he had that persuasion. That. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, one of can his you, gay lovers. That? Uh, that was his excuse. His uh, One of his victims got away uh, after being drugged and saw that, like, some of the heads in the, the refrigerator or something. Okay. Got scared and took off, and he was drugged already. He ran into the cops, said that this guy's going to kill me, right? He, he drugged me up. He's going to kill me. They brought him back to Dahmer's apartment. No and way. They thought it was his gay lover, and that's exactly what he said. They gave Dahmer the idea, I think. He said, is this your uh, boyfriend? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just a little upset. We had a little too much or whatever. And then afterwards, uh, he became soup. Of course, dude. Well, and that was the other thing about Dahmer was that he could, uh, oh, this is one of his quotes. It's hard for me to believe that a human being could have done what I have done, but I know that I did it. That was Dahmer's quote. And also, like, he had all these dead bodies under his, well, first, John, thank you for joining us, buddy. Oh, we can't hear you, just so you know. Take your time, dude. There's also the snuff film aspect too. A lot of these people, like with Bundy, all these killings, there's a there's usually an element that gets left out where a lot of these murders were filmed for something, whether or yes. not it's to be passed around by yes. the elites or whatever. We don't know, yes. but but Dahmer had a camera in his living room that no one really talks about. John, no. you want to test? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Don man, go. I was just going to say I don't know much hey. about Dahmer, but. Yeah, I think we can hear you now, John. Yeah. Sorry about that, you guys. Sorry, sorry about that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead on me. I was just going to say, I don't know a lot about him, but um, was his family kind of well-to-do or connected like some of these other guys? That, uh, not that I know. I, I, it's very well possible, but uh, without it being in front of me, I don't I don't feel uh, like I should say what, one way or the other. But they like when they were on Oprah and stuff, like after while he was still alive, uh, they just seemed like they were like middle class, but or they may have had a little bit of money, but, but gotcha. yeah, in terms of military intelligence or, or intelligence community or stuff like that, I can't, I can't remember at the moment. And Wes in the chat said that he actually had two cameras. One was a prop. The other was real. And also, Dahmer, just if you guys maybe like the way he positioned the bodies, the, uh, the Podestas actually have Podesta. a <laughs> statue of uh, yep. what Dahmer used to do to people, how he would cut off their head and put their body and they have that hanging in their 4A. So, you know, they're, they appreciate very special art. Totally Fine not art. weird. Totally yeah. not weird. How's everybody doing? Good, John. How are you, man? Sorry Thanks I was for... late. Church hey, ran a little it's bit okay. long, but I'm here. I'm glad yeah. to be on here with uh, Mr. Graves and, of course, Odd Man and you, Jack, as always. Yes, I was listening and... to you guys in the car. Uh, Chris, you're exactly right about... Um, Oh, man, sorry, I'm getting over. I didn't sickness, come across so. as an idiot. <laughs> I got some no, no, I got some brain fog. Uh, uh, uh Walsh, 
Oh yeah, John yes. Walsh. Yeah, John, John Walsh. Walsh. Adam he, Walsh yeah. yeah, he worked a lot with Neckmack and 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 that's odd too yeah. as well. The National National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. No, There's some no. weird intricacies about that and Noreen Gosh and. And yep. and George from CavDev.org can go in in more depth than me, but the whole Walsh family just stinks. The whole thing just stinks. Well, if you um, look at that, there's even Mother Teresa's uh, foundation was being investigated a couple of years ago for uh, child trafficking too. Yeah, Mother Teresa. Um, <laughs> yeah, did, I mean, it makes sense it. with everything. So um, it does. And I, I do want to give an aside to Dahmer uh, that I'm probably going to get uh, raked through the coals about. Uh, but I still think it's necessary. I, I read a book by uh, Baptist minister Roy Ratcliffe uh, that was called um, uh, Dark Journey, Deep Grace, Jeffrey Dahmer's Story of Faith. Now, I actually honestly believe that Jeffrey Dahmer became born, born again in uh, Christian in, in, in prison, actually. Uh, yeah. And I do understand that there was an, uh, an African-American uh, gentleman who had claimed that the reason why he killed Jeffrey Dahmer was because Jeffrey Dahmer was mocking people uh, because he hated the way that he was being treated in prison uh, by like taking chicken bones and covering it with like uh, ketchup and, and sucking the, the blood off of it. Oh, However, uh, that black guy uh, supposedly in of himself uh, was uh uh, when, he, when he was tried for the murder, uh, or, or at least when they were going to try him for the murder of Jeffrey Dahmer, he pleaded insanity. Uh, and it turns out that he uh, had mental issues in and of himself um, and um, was having bits of psychosis and mental breaks. Uh, so again, the whole him murdering Jeffrey Dahmer for retrib because we're always told as retribution because you know because of his pedophilic acts but in reality yeah. they if you really read it it was because he was supposedly mocking prisoners uh now look, and they gave him the old broomstick if you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i'm not going to say that Dahmer was like the exemplary christian since he had become born again i'm not trying to say that at all he was a baby christian at best but i have read the book uh i have listened to the minister and Dahmer's discussions uh, I don't think Dahmer did it because he thought he was going to get some sort of stay off his prison sentence or anything or anything like that. That was impossible. And I do believe that Dahmer gave an earnest confession of faith. I believe he was delivered of many demons uh, through his belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, and I do think he was repentant. Now, whether or not it did happen where he was mocking the prisoners or not in that manner, his personality type was INTP. Uh, so it is very common if the 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 prisoners were mocking Dahmer incessantly uh, and trying to start with stuff with him incessantly, that eventually he'd be like, "Well, if you're going to keep saying that I'm this, and if I've done the crime, I might as well do the time, right?" So then, mm. of course, he's going to mock back in a very disgusting and dishuman way, even if he is a Christian because his personality needs a baby Christian and he was in the flesh, right? So it's a possibility right. that he could have done those things. I'm not saying that it's not, but the stories also are kind of sketch too because. The prisoner of himself was going through, you know, traumatic stress and mental breaks and pled insanity for the for the murder of Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. So in above itself. Uh, and so that's that's weird. Uh, you know, so I mean, I a lot of people get really upset when I talk about this because they're like, well, Jeffrey Dahmer's done horrific things that he cannot be forgiven of. But, you know, if he was MK Ultra, if he was 
mind controlled and and uh he was demonically possessed he has his own uh sins that he did within the flesh that he has to account for as well too uh because those aren't complete excuses of a person's immoral behavior uh a degeneracy and the horrific things that jeffrey Dahmer had done uh but i do really honestly i do believe i could be wrong but i do believe that if you know, when I go to heaven, it will be like the story of the prodigal son in the Bible uh, that I likely will see Jeffrey Dahmer there. Uh, and I know that really makes people just feel like they're going to throw up in their gut. And at first it did, too. Like I was like, there's no way that there's no way there's no way there's no way. But that is the story of the prodigal son uh, that even the worst of the worst who comes to God uh, for forgiveness uh, truly and truly is born again, uh, that even then themselves can be saved. And in so doing so that we are supposed to rejoice if it is truly if it is true that Jeffrey Dahmer is born again, that he really did repent earnestly uh, and he really did become a Christian, then we are supposed to rejoice uh, because he had that repented heart. Uh, and so I, I will see, you know, one day when I go to heaven, uh, will you give you know, us a call. In today's economic climate, construction cost and schedule overruns can be disastrous. Innate construction software helps you spot risks before they happen. Our cloud-based solutions give you the real-time insights you need to minimize risk and improve operational efficiency. With Innate, you keep projects on schedule and under budget. Get started today at Innate.com. That's I-N-E-I-G-H-T dot com. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Get a Butterball Whole Turkey for just 99 cents a pound. In club or BJ's.com. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Whoever goes first, please let give a send a group message say he's here, or he's not here. <laughs> but but a lot of people really they really they get up they get mad because of all the horrific things Jeffrey Dahmer has done. And I'm not excusing those. And if you listen to those recordings, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't excuse the behavior that he did either. Uh, and he asked earnest questions. Uh, you know, is, is it possible for someone like me, out of all the horrific things that I've done, uh, for God to uh, to forgive my sins? Um, and so, you know, so, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure I've tested the spirit. I think he was born again. I believe Roy Ratcliffe's, um, you know, what he, the count he gave in his book and the recordings that he has of Jeffrey Dahmer, because he never became famous off of it. He never went anywhere off of it. Uh, and so, you know, I, to me, it's, it's, it's likely it's likely, um, uh, and you know, why isn't something like that possible? You know, yeah. So no, that's a fair point, dude. Well, and I mean, a lot of these stories, that's the whole point of McGowan's book is that these guys, yes, they absolutely did some of these murders, but there's, it was a group. There was other people involved like Ted Bundy's one quote here. He was asked, where did you get all that money to travel across the country? And Ted said, well, ma'am, there's other people, other people are in on it. And all these guys have quotes like that. And no, does the media ever, say well who else is that or or what do you mean by that they none of this is added because they i they're these these rituals or these killings there's it's more behind them than just fear and violence there's something like ritualistic or um, demonic that they're trying to do or they're using these people for and like real and then someone else can go um in ted bundy's there was a girl in florida 
She was drained of all of her blood and yep. Ted was arrested for that murder. But he weirdly, he was arrested near Anglin Air Force Base, a restricted military facility. What are That's the right. odds of this? Well, and you also you have to ask yourself, like, where did Mark David Chapman, John Hinckley, and Timothy McVeigh all get the money to just go traveling around willy-nilly and not having jobs? You know? Fair point, dude. Fair point. One of the, uh, I think it was like maybe last year, I lose, I've lost the like the last five years, but maybe one or two years ago, there was one of the newer uh, Netflix uh, shows, and it was uh, Son of Sam, and he, you know, it was like the real interviews with him and he said on there that there were other people but they couldn't get him to really give any detail you know but it was called the sons the sons of sam and it was on netflix okay okay wow i I mean yeah they're all lone wolves right and serial killers went away they don't happen anymore right yeah they're gone there's one in lower yeah i i mean this they don't exist but 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 i know of one the city has 30 minutes down below me that's tragically uh, stuffing lumpy prostitutes dead into trash cans. Really? That's going on by you? Oh, yeah. There's been at least eight. At least eight women. At least there there was one that gave an interview to the local news station out of Raleigh. And then, like, the next week, her body was found in a trash can. Literally. That happened. Well, that's another style of op, too, where they don't won't tell the public that, you know, for fear that they're going to, uh, you know, stop going out at night or go jogging and things like that, too. You know, because, uh, like I said, like people feed off of this uh, this fear sometimes, you know. Well, I like that. That's a great yeah. point like that. that yeah, go ahead, John. Right, sorry. Now, no, no, because now they're not. I mean, now they're just not reporting it. I mean, imagine going out to put something something in the trash in your green trash can. You open it up and there's a dead body in there. And so and, and then it's like they didn't find the serial killer. Serial killer still at large. It's been wow many years. If I found that, um, I would replace it. I would move it over to the neighbor's driveway, you know, and take his his. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. I'm not. But, I dude. Could you imagine if you you go? God damn it! Like I, I I would literally I'd be feel bad, but I also be like, are you like? I don't have time for this, you know, but I know that's so horrible to say. Oh, yeah. It is. It is horrible. There's <laughs> no love to ruin my whole night. <laughs> There's no love and compassion there, Jack. Well, that's why it's what was, that was what was great about Dave McGowan is that he had to put humor in because this stuff is so pitch black. Jack. Oh, it is. It's it really is. But I mean, you guys are right. Like Mark's done a lot of good research uh, about um, Ted Bundy being very strong in the conservative Fabian socialist nexus in Washington ooh, state with Daniel ooh. Evans, uh, the governor of Washington state and Bill Gates senior. And him going to all the Republican conventions back during the 1970s. I mean, I mean, Ted Bundy was very much uh, part of the cons- conservative establishment. Um, and he wasn't just someone that was just hanging around. He was very much a part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you know, Mark's talked about that, but no one ever wants to touch it. Uh, mm. and, and we know, you know, for the work of George from cavdev.org or recluse or, or many others, Dave McGowan, um, you know, these serial killers don't work. They don't work alone. They're networks and, uh, program to kill, uh, Patrick's channel on YouTube, uh, kind of as a homage to Dave McGowan's work. Um, and let's just forget, 
Uh, Dave McGowan wasn't extremely popular um, or well liked as a researcher uh, during his career. No, uh, it wasn't too oh, posthumously after his death did yes. people actually start um, paying attention to his work because uh, truth sells who's buying. Uh, and so, you know, Dave worked as a barista. Uh, he worked, you know, as a common man. Uh, as many truth tellers do, uh, because there's no money in telling the truth. There just isn't any. And so oh. Dave was ostracized. Uh, he did not get the accolades that he deserved before his death. Uh, that's why on my We Read the Documents uh, 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 introduction uh, video, he's listed as posthumorous uh, because he he does deserve the accolades for the work that he did. Uh, there's this he, there's an article that he wrote on the Finders. I think it was called Finders Keepers, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, yes. And 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 you know it's it's a it's a good basic overview. There wasn't too much extra that Dave brought to the table for that, but he did for many other things though. And you always have my respect for that. Uh, and so a lot of people think that Dave McGowan is like was always some well-liked darling of the of the of the conspiratainment yeah. industry and that's just simply not true i didn't know that dude he that's died penniless and houseless and i know his yeah. brother i talked to his brother craig quite a bit and there's a lot of weird stuff about the last months of his life and yeah he lost he uh basically he couldn't do his construction company anymore because that's what he like he like john said he was an everyman and uh he would actually he, people like alex jones would never reference his work whatsoever no and what, what way yeah he had he was basically was uh i think he was you know taken down a peg a whole bunch because uh like i said he couldn't uh he couldn't do his construction work and the publishers of his books he would even you know in interviews even say how they were kind of they were ripping him off even my my friend don jeffrey says the same thing about what his situation is yeah and 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 dave would uh a lot of the popularity stuff um, that, you know, let's just face it, like with the conspiracy world or whatever, you got a lot of egos and Don Jeffries will say the same thing about, you know, JFK, uh, research community and nine 11 truth. They all have these mm -hmm. things, but what Dave was uh, really good at is he would actually find the disinfo people and he would tear them down in his articles on his website. Yep. That's people, true. Like Michael, yeah. Michael Rupert, Michael Rupert with the peak oil thing. They went back and forth, and actually, Michael That's Rupert cost, cost uh, Dave a whole bunch of uh, different speaking engagements about 9-11 truth and things, um, because Michael Rupert was more popular at the time, and uh, Dave would dismantle these different people uh, that were putting out BS. People and hate did that, it in a humorous people way. Hate that. Oh, they yeah. hate it. They hate it. Dude, people I never it. heard this, ever. I yeah, never, he, I thought he was because I'm later than you guys, so I, I just thought he was loved. No, no, only for the past few years, and he also died quite quickly, Chris. Too. Yeah, he was Jack Rubied basically because uh, yeah, he was he had a fast acting cancer, mm -hmm. came out of nowhere. Yes, he was huh. a smoker. So there's your uh, there's your uh, what do you call it? Uh, You're out. Your problem. Your your yeah, he was a smoker anyway, so he had it coming. No, he died on November 22nd, 2015. Uh, the irony of ironies, you know, November 22nd, you know, 
And uh, yeah, he died very, uh, very painfully. And uh, I try to mention Dave's work whenever I'm, uh, you know, being interviewed or on a panel or whatever. Yeah, uh, I love that guy. And he was literally the first 9-11 truther that I can see because on 9-12, he pretty much dismantled the whole story. And you can still see it on his uh, website at Center for an Informed America, which yeah. was you know, CIA. You know, that was a sense of humor. But John, I, I'm glad you said that stuff about Dave. No, that was amazing. Guys, no I one love gives him kudos. No, they that, don't. But... They don't. So, John, They're do you willing. want? Because we actually skipped. Over, we'll we'll like do this topic till ten or whatever. But the finders, we were kind of talking, touching on the finders, because we were talking about how all these serial killers have these ties to either politicians or powerful people, and the finders can't. So, is that is that true as well in the finders club? Do these people have connections to powerful people? Oh, very much so. Barbara Marks Hubbard of the World Futures Society, the founder of the World Futures Society, Edward Cornish, uh, Mary Petty was decades long friends with, uh, Mildred Loomis, the School of the Living, uh, Hunter Patch Adams of the Guns Gazentite Institute, uh, was a finder. Uh, he actually got money for his Gazentite Institute from the Finders Operation. Um, uh, Timothy Leary, uh, Try to think off the top of my head. Um, the most important people that people would I remember they maybe said, gravy. Well, the CIA um, was able to squash the investigation, so they were pretty powerful. True, true. Um, and I will say this: I have not been able to substantiate this, so it could be a red herring. However, it came from a very reliable source. There were supposedly investigations during the 1987 incidences of pastors being killed in serial killing like rituals yeah. uh by allegedly members of the finders operation now i've not been able to fully mm. substantiate this so therefore i'm only going to say it as a curious lead and not as a fact uh and i've tried to substantiate it and the guy who is was the lead investigator on it i cannot find that this guy's even alive really? uh, but i've been told by not one but two uh reliable sources um some of them are former government sources uh that um that 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 that, that they were looking into during the 1987 incidences uh with tallahassee and washington dc and of course the virginia free state as well uh the, the infamous incident that most people know about with the finders uh they were investigating um, uh, ritual murders of 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 clergymen, of uh, pastors, uh, kind of in the Tennessee, Kentucky area, no uh, and um, but I, I I don't I have so little information on it that nor have I written about it or nor have I really talked about it. Uh, I've talked about it now because it's kind of relevant to what we're discussing. Yeah. Uh, um. And and but it it is it was something that they were legitimately looking into the United States uh, Customs Service, um, and so uh, it was something that they were looking into uh, during the time of the investigation, uh, and so was the Washington D.C. Metro Police Department, uh, but um, it it never made it out. No one ever talked about it or heard about it or anything outside of those gated. people that were looking into it. Uh, so it got uh, it got uh, uh, put into the memory hole, 
Uh, just like um, there was a second report that was done by Ramon J. Martinez's partner, Robert Harold of the United States Customs Service. Uh, he was more of an IT guy uh, for the Customs Service, and he had a report that used to be on Usenet back in the day, uh, but it is now completely scrubbed off the face of the earth. Uh, Robert Harold went on the record and tried to help me look for his report of investigation, uh, but it does not exist anymore. Um, and so it is completely gone, which will corroborate what his partner Ramon J. Martinez had written, uh, at least substantiate some of, of it from what um, Robert Harrell had witnessed. Um, and so all this is going to be in my upcoming Finders book. Uh, but um, there is a lot of things uh, that I have uncovered. Also, I want to give a, th a thanks and a shout out to Derek Bros uh, for his research on the Finders and for him inter interviewing Toby Terrell twice. He's a Finders operation member as part of uh, the inner circle of Marion Petty. Uh, but not to go on a rant on a fire Finders or anything. I'm sorry, but it's just some, oh. something I've never talked about. It's something I've never discussed. Uh, but it's relevant to what we're talking about tonight. John, I just have one quick thing. Um, recently, I, I've been hearing uh, uh, different investigators uh, talk about how the finders didn't have any kind of uh, child pornography type materials. But I that's incorrect. That's, that's, incorrect. I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, because uh, in the storage locker, there was like photographs and things, right? And even videos. That's incorrect. Now, it's I will say this. I don't know if the finders operation children of themselves or the children, the, uh, the, the children in the Tallahassee incident, which they were six. Um, they were members uh, of, of the finders operation where their parents were. Um, and I cannot ever substantiate that they were uh, sexually molested. Uh, Dr. Robert Moore uh, Sr. is dead. Uh, so I cannot speak to the doctor that did the examination. And um, the, the two kids that during the examination were discussed to be sexually molested, uh, one was... Um in today's economic climate, construction cost and schedule overruns can be disastrous. Innate construction software helps you spot risks before they happen. Our cloud-based solutions give you the real-time insights you need to minimize risk and improve operational efficiency. With Innate, you keep projects on schedule and under budget. Get started today at Innate.com. That's I-N-E-I-G-H-T dot com. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Get a Butterball Whole Turkey for just 99 cents a pound. In club or BJ's.com. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Jordan Arico, um, and the other was, uh, I'm sorry, I have brain fog, you guys. Uh, um, James Michael Hollowell III, um, she had a partially broken hymen, uh, and he had loose anal sphincter control. Now, the loose anal sphincter control for Hollowell uh, could have been that they were fed a very poor uh, vegan diet uh, with a lot of fasting. Okay. Um, uh, From my knowledge of digestive health, uh, and uh, a partially broken hymen doesn't necessarily mean that there was sexual intercourse. Okay. Um, and so since I can't talk with Dr. Moore, uh, and I can't get up with Jane Patella of Florida Health and Human Services to substantiate anything, and 
supposedly, allegedly, um, in a documentary that's going to come out soon, um, Jordan Rico denies any sexual abuse. Um, so I don't believe, I, I can't prove it. So therefore, I'd say with a very low percentage of those children and of themselves that were born into the fighters operation were sexually molested. Now, was there mental abuse? Was there mind control going on? Was there neglect? Of, of course there was. Uh, and that is well substantiated. Uh, um, and, and, and most people uh, have gone on the record to, to say that the finders were not good parents. That's pretty well known um but was there trafficking was there human trafficking child trafficking was there acts of, of of pedophilia was there rape uh was there orgies uh some consensual some not um uh you know was there child pornography shot at the the, the finders washington dc warehouses uh Likely, yes, but it was a very highly compartmentalized operation, and so we really don't know who took part of what. Now, we can say that Marion Petty probably took part or knew of a lot of it as being the leader. Of course, he had to you know, answer to the United States CIA and the military industrial complexes or NGOs or yeah. Israeli Mossad, but uh, nonetheless, we do know that a lot of those things were going on. I mean, finders, uh, former finders member Theodore Greg Gerald Reese, uh, was arrested in New Jersey, uh, air, uh, no, M Maryland, uh, was arrested in Maryland, um, and, and, and convicted of child pornography charges, uh, in his mid to late eighties. Okay. And so we, it is, it is, there's a lot of unsubstantiated rumors out there. The finders, this is, that's why I wrote this book. That's why I've done this research for many years. It's what can we prove is real? What can we prove is not real? Uh, and there are a lot of allegations out there that aren't necessarily that I've been able to substantiate. Uh, but there are a lot of things that I have been able to substantiate too, as well. And there's a lot of things that we just probably won't ever know. I'm sorry. Was Aquino, uh, Michael Aquino connected to this at all? Not that I know of. I cannot speak to that. If I, if, if I ever saw the evidence or came across of it, I would, it'd be a breaking on my channel. Uh, but no, I have not ever seen any connections between Aquino and the finders. Uh, do okay. I think it's probably there? Yeah, yeah, I do think it's probably there. I just have never seen it. I just love it that Dave did have like a, a, a pretty, a pretty great feud uh, back and forth email with, uh, with a keynote called dialogue yeah. with the devil where he goes, you know, he calls him out for all the presidio stuff and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And yeah. Jensen was kept to mention there was the execution of Henrietta and Igor, which Hunter patch Adams excuse is just animal husbandry. Yeah. We're going to have the kids, you know, ages one to six or seven uh, slaughter a goat and, you know, rip out the, the, the goat fetuses from Henrietta. And oh my put the God. That was a, 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 a McMartin thing. McMartin that's just, that's just, too, that's right? just animal husbandry. That's just yeah, husbandry. Yeah, that's all that uh, is. Yeah. The butchers would show, would have the kids do that, you know? So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. then no, that no, totally normal. You know, no. So that's, you know, that's, that's mind control. That's, you could say it's almost ritualistic abuse, but yes. of a non-sexual nature. Um, you know, that came up with McMartin trauma. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, well, also during McMartin, you might find this interesting, Chris. Toby Terrell mentions his book in the Game Caller that during the McMartin trial and everything that was going on in 1987 of the Tallahassee incident, for some reason during all that madness, Marion Petty sent 
Robert Gardner Terrell, uh, Finders Operation member to Manhattan Beach so he could observe what was going on with the uh, McMartin preschool case. Wow. That's in his book. Now, yeah. why he would just o openly say that, I have no idea. But it's in his book. Well, re also recently, uh, for some reason, the FBI released uh, files about how the uh, the tunnels the tunnels underneath McMartin Preschool actually did exist. And it was in the yeah. fighters' documents too. I yeah, have no idea yeah exactly. But for years, uh, those kids got smeared by the media as uh, just making up, you know, just being goofy, making up stuff. Chris, have you ever read this book? Hold on, let me. I'm sorry to interrupt, Jack. You're not, dude. You're not. You have guys you ever are great? Have you ever read this book, The Witch Hunt Narrative by Rossi Chet? I have not. This is one of the best non-conspiratorial books about institutionalized pedophilia that has ever been written. Wow. Wow. Uh, Rossi Chet is a, is a professor at Brown University. If you want to read a book that's non-conspiratorial, okay, yeah. proving that Raymond Bucky was a child molester, yeah. and there were a lot of things that were happening at Martin preschool that their, their children were molested. And the other cases that were written as off as a satanic panic as well, a majority yeah. of them were not a satanic panic and children were getting molested at the grand minimum, the grand maximum. I do believe it was interconnected institutionalized pedophilia conspiracy. But if you want a book that, you know, just lays out the evidence that these children were molested and most of those cases should have been tried yeah. and the convictions were legit. Now, not all of them were, and there is some proof in here to show that. Right. But this book is the book. My and book. the fact that how, how thick that book is, is a sad state of affairs, people. Yes. Yeah, and it's is all just to prove, hold on. I got it here. It's all to pr prove that this Horrible book, Saint and Silence by Davy Nathan and right. Michael Sh Sh Snedecker about how ritual abuse, sexual abuse doesn't exist. Okay. And it was all yes. made up. Okay. I and, can't and this is the original copy. The, the false the memory syndrome people. Too. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is original copy that literally has the list. This whole book was written as a counter to this list. Okay. Debbie Nathan was supposed to write an article about me, about the finders, but she, she chickened out. She never did. <laughs> All right. So, um, but um, in here literally is James Toward from the Glendale Monastery School case. Now, that's my second book, if Lord willing, I ever get around to it. But I have, I mean, Tower Toward was convicted. Uh, multiple psychiatrists said he was going to offend again, that he was a pedophile. Like, there is enough damn evidence in that case that that was not satanic panic. The man was a pedophile. All right. He's actually even interviewed. In the Finders FBI files, when they were talking about the Finders and his connections to the Finders, all right, he's he's he, I know he's in there. Now they got his name redacted, but I know enough about the case to know it's him. All right, they interviewed him in prison. Wow. Petty, all right. Wow. To tell you something. All yeah. Right? He's also a Scientologist too. All right. Towered was, but his oh, name okay. is in Satan Silence that he didn't do nothing wrong. He was a good boy. But yeah, well, but yeah, one last thing. Um, oh yeah, last the, yeah, go for it, Chris. The false the false memory syndrome, which uh, apparently was never an actual real syndrome. That foundation <laughs> is that in that book too? The the real thick one that you were holding up before? Because uh, come to find out, I think they they the people that ran that organization. No, the other one, the uh, the one that actually you know doesn't go into conspiratorial stuff. This book. Yeah, because it supposedly it came out that uh, the people that ran the false memory syndrome organization were actually pedophiles. 
Yeah, there's I, some evidence of the people that associated with them. You talk about the earlies. I think yeah, so. they were running child pornography uh, operation. Um, yeah, and they created uh, a syndrome where uh, they said all these kids were, you know, making it up. I just that always made me sick. Yeah. Now you're seeing the Towered case, though. However, you might find this interesting, Chris. In the, in the Towered case, James Towered case, there was a psychologist or psychiatrist that was working with the law firm that was representing the parents that were suing the school. Yes. That may have actually implanted false memories because the kids were telling the exact same memory. Oh, like there may have, so it may, right. their false memory might be a thing, but not right. in the way that they put it. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that's right. even crazier if you want to go yeah. to that next level. All right. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole nother, that's like, I've done a few shows on the Glendara Monastery School case, which this is an extremely rare book here, actually. Uh, this is an essay on child pornography and uh, uh, pedophile rings by Ann Wilbur Burgess. Now, she actually ended up making a website that I'm covering, the, the Rogers Park Jewish Community Center case, where she made a website. Now, she's Jewish. Now, she made a website about Jewish institutionalized pedophilia and how nobody's talking about it. Um, and how the Rogers Park JCC case, which is talked about in the Witch Hunt narrative book. Uh, how it's, it was real, and, and there was pedophilia. Go they, they tried to blame it on the janitor. Now, the janitor was involved. They tried to only blame it on the janitor, mm. but then the janitor later gets released. But it was actually right. many teachers at that the, the Jewish community center daycare that were molesting children, okay? Uh, and so it's, it's, it's just – it's sick, man. The whole thing is they, – they want to say this – it never happened. The sat it was a satanic panic. Yeah. It never existed. Yeah, Geraldo right? and all that. It, yeah. It's still going on today. It hasn't stopped. It's just no one's talking about it anymore. It's well, like well because the pizza killers. pizza gate thing was successful in, in shutting up that talk. Yeah. Well, here let's do uh, last last thoughts and where can everyone can find you and all this stuff. But our Brian in the chat said one of his top five favorite shows. So it was it was all it was a great show, everybody. So Chris, do you want to start us off with last thoughts and and where they can find you? Well, rather than where they could find me, uh, I'd like to point them in the direction of uh, Dave McGowan's website, uh, Center for an, an Informed America dot uh, com. Uh, Dave's daughter, Alyssa, is running it. And I think they're going to reprint um, one of his books under a different name soon. I think it's one of his earlier ones, like Understanding the F Word, I, I think. I hope I got that right. And uh, yeah, no, I just all any any uh, articles or books that Dave McGowan you know, wrote and researched and wagging the moon doggy. If you want to have a, a good laugh, you know, he dismantles the whole Apollo program and he, he, he was just great. And, you know, the world really did suffer a big loss when uh, he, he was taken, you know, and uh, I, I do a podcast. A po sorry. I'm getting <laughs> kind of teary about it. Oh. I do it. Well, no, I did, you know, Dave doesn't get the credit. I mean, this this book chaos, he doesn't, and it was it was pretty good. But like that gets a lot of credit for, you know, a lot of the uh, stuff that I feel like Dave wrote about in weird scenes inside the canyon, and he doesn't really get his due with that. Sure. And nothing against the guy Tom O'Neill or anything. No. It's just I just noticed that quite a bit. Uh, I do a podcast get get mad with Chris Graves. Uh, it's mutually assured distractions because uh, I guess I'm cute. And uh, that's out on Ocelli.com. And I interview all kinds of people, like a Columbine witness that saw, uh, you know, another shooter that wasn't Eric Harris. 
or Dylan Klebold and things like that and uh, Hollywood type stuff. I'm trying. I had George Carlin's daughter Kelly said she'd come on soon. Lane nice. Staley's mother for Lane Staley for Allison Chains, she said she'd come on. So it's not just conspiracy stuff. So and I'm on Twitter, Seagraves uh, Masks Guy. I think I had to change it from. Uh, there was a swear word in there. I'll put your uh, show yeah. your handle on the show notes. It's been an honor, and I'm glad you you know had the uh, attention for uh, put on Dave's work. So, uh, well, thank Chris. Thank you, dude. You were amazing. John, where can they where can they find you, buddy? You guys can find me wherever we've read the documents on YouTube. We've underscore read on Twitter. Sometimes a conspiracy or just a coincidence. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Chris is 100% right. Enough people don't pay attention to Dave McGowan's work. He doesn't give the props he deserves. He barely gets them now. Okay, it's truly sad. But then again, it, it's just a testament. And not everybody, you know, just because they're, 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 they're penniless or their work is marginalized doesn't necessarily mean they were truth teller. Uh, a certain person that comes sure. example for that is um, Russell T. Pine. Okay. Uh, and so, but Dave McGowan is not Jordan Maxwell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of truth, a lot of truth in what Dave McGowan writ- wrote about and what he talked about. Okay. Uh, and so that is why in the in memorandum part of my, you know, we read the documents, he's listed on there uh, because I am appreciative of the work that he did. Um, and, you know, some people always say to me, uh, you know, uh, I, when I like video, I went after Jason Burmis the other day. They were like, well, you're going after Jason Burmis only because he's not a Christian. Well, Dave McGowan wasn't, but I still respect Dave McGowan's work. Ooh, okay. Yes. And that's proof of it. Right. Okay. Yep. And so we might, ha- you know, have our disagreements about religion per se, but, you know, as far as his research into the whole serial killer nexus or his research into Laurel Canyon or whatever, that's stuff that I can sign off on. All right. Because it was legit and it was real. All right. And so, you know, I mean, so it, it is what it is. So, you know, it's it's sad that McGowan got marginalized. Uh, but, you know, there'll be people like Chris. There'll be people like me. You know, you, Jack, the people like uh, Heinrich, uh, George from CavDev.org. Uh, people that won't, you know, let his work be completely memory hold, you know, and his daughter, you know, won't be, be completely memory hold and, and, and to, to, to never be uh, read or looked at ever again. Uh, because that would be a very sad uh, day, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with you, uh, Chris and, and Jack and Odd Man. No, Odd Man had to leave. Uh, but uh, thank you for nice me- meeting you. having me on here. Conspiracy Just Coincidence. You too, Chris. Dude, it was a great show. So many people love the chat was going crazy. So thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. God bless. And we'll see you next week. Peace.